Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No. Please, everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? Yeah, a little taco meat on my chest. Cool, neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Give me a little music in the ears, Chandler Honeycutt, producing today. Audio, CJ Schaefer on video. We're on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 125930. You can find us online, PR. 927fm.com and watch us on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Talk about whatever you want to talk about on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We got Pirate Baseball in Cincinnati later. It is Final Four weekend. A lot going on in the sports world. We'll talk about it all. A lot going on in the music world as right across the street, Doggy Jams appears to be underway, rocking and rolling. We have our Doggy Jams analyst, Mike Mullis, here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Hello, Mully. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Good to be here. And we have, let's go ahead and go out to the Pirate Radio Live line before we get rolling today because Troy D is our man on the scene across the street at Doggy Jams. Troy, what a scene in downtown Greenville today. What's going on out there? Yeah, great to be on location with you guys. Uh, just literally across the street from Pirate Radio it was the easy trek over here. As uh, Doggy Jam's officially getting underway right now with Just the Tip taking the stage. That's the band, by the way, Just the Tip. But they're rocking it out. Doors opened about an hour ago. The event is sold out, and they have sold 4,500 tickets at 35 bucks a pop. So you can do the math there. But uh, this is a major event in downtown Greenville. Shaquille O'Neal will be taking the stage at 6 p.m. tonight. The event will conclude at 7 of course, he will be coming as DJ Diesel, which is his DJ name, as his uh, persona for events like this. So they're expecting a huge crowd here. Already a lot of people piling in here. Russ from Carolina Eagles with me. He runs uh, the business better known as Budweiser, Bud Light, and all the other great pirate beverages that you know and love. Of course, you couldn't have an event like this without great pirate beverages. And uh, Russ, you guys have your whole, full army here from Carolina Eagles staffing it up to make sure it's a successful event. Yeah, we've been here since 7 o'clock this morning, and uh, we've been going ever since. We have not stopped. And I'll tell you this. If you see me with a kind of tall boy in my hand, and it says it's a new drink called Liquid Death, you might think, damn, Troy's turning it up right here, drinking some Liquid Death. But don't judge a book by its cover, and don't judge a can by the design. Liquid Death is the newest brand that you guys are distributing, which is basically some awesome canned water. And it is free to everybody that comes here today. Absolutely. It's it's a great sampling opportunity for us, uh, for a brand that we just launched. They have uh, two different uh, versions. They have a sparkling and they have a regular. And the regular is phenomenal. It's in a 16-ounce can, heck of a lot better than a crinkle uh, bottle, plastic bottle of water. Now, just curious, Russ, how many, uh, you know, they're serving their their famous drink, the Sup Crush. They're planning to serve thousands of those today. But other than that, you know, you're providing a lot of, great ice cold beers and beverages how many cases do you think you'll go through an event like this today 
We're looking at, at doing at least about 300, 350 cases. We've got 400 out here, but we're hoping to do about 350. Guys, you couldn't ask for better weather. 72 degrees, hardly any clouds in the sky, a gentle breeze. It is quite a scene out here in downtown Greenville, Five Points Plaza, directly across from the Pirate Radio Studios. I'm looking at some of the buildings on Evans Street, and there's a lot of folks on rooftops enjoying the scenery today. And uh, it is quite the scene here in downtown Greenville on this Friday afternoon, guys. All right, good stuff, Troy D. Looking forward to DJ Diesel getting out there at 6 o'clock. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, Molly, we can kind of hear what's going on over there right across the street. And uh, quite a party on this Friday. It it certainly seems like it. And I would say uh, nobody better than to be right in the middle of that than – we got our best man on the job. Troy D's on it. Yeah. Good stuff, Troy. Thanks, man. If you uh, run into Shaq, give us a call. All right, I'll. Uh, if we can get, I'm, I've got. I'm efforting. Let me say to get an interview with him. So if we can do that, we will. Uh, I'll definitely be calling you guys. We'll be breaking into programming if we need to. Uh, I don't know. It's probably fifty-fifty at best. But I will tell you this: we'll make every effort to make it happen. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Troy. Have fun out there. All right. See you guys. Liquid death, Molly. That is the. Uh, that's a crazy name for water. <laughs> <laughs> which gives you life i mean it just really conjures you know what man i'm so thirsty i you know i i would love a liquid death right now you know what would bring me to life liquid death some death you know what can we i'm just going to start just referring to water as hey get uh, hey, some son, liquid hey, death. uh hey honey could you grab me some death some liquid some, death some liquid death out of the sink tap I, li- tap, tap death is tap fine death is, and yeah. carbonated death is good when i was a kid we got the uh death right out of the water hose outside Mom. yeah never uh never never stopped to do you know to worry about it just a uh, little uh liquid death from the old garden hose don't these people have jobs who are all these people over there molly i would say average age the answer will be no <laughs> oh, okay. i mean just what i'm looking at i, I just want to complain about the youth no because they're having fun and i'm not well i mean i think we're having our own type of fun and it's that is um, true it, it is it is people watching at its finest so is that what you're doing down here well i had to meet with uh with with ellerby about a little business matter but it was good timing to just kind of take in the spectacle and this is something you see in greenville every day and it yeah. quite frankly it i don't know if you guys saw the uh the documentary about the fire festival i did yeah i saw that was my first thought but i think this is far more well organized char rule didn't put this one together no no he didn't and it looks like they have uh uh, plenty of of porta potties and yeah you know so i think um the staff at sup dogs and and all the supporting cast appears to have done a really nice job and i agree hopefully everything goes off without a hitch everybody has a good time and um you know away we go uh good lord doing this part with the great weather oh it's unbelievable and i bet they were fretting a bit yesterday as they watched the uh the trees bend down as the wind's blowing about 50 pretty much all day with on and off uh driving rain so uh yeah they got a got a great break there and good for them uh molly we'll talk some golf later on the show mark greenheld your golf shop radio show will join us john rom the betting favorite right now sure. to not? win the masters uh and we'll talk about this i'll i'll get your thoughts on it harold varner the third participating in his first i don't know what the numbers are i got to imagine they're not great for first time players no in no, augusta no, no well what do you what's the norm oh for I, a, I, I, I make, making the cut well, so maybe last was it last year that wills al tours had such oh a, yeah had such a good uh, Came on a good the tournament yeah so uh i mean it can't happen i you know i i think the the honor of being there okay you can check that box now let's uh make the cut uh, and then see where everything is on Saturday. Uh, so it's like anything. Like a team makes the playoffs for the first time in seven years. You're like, all right. 
you're not going to win the Super Bowl this first time around. You're going to get there, and then maybe the I, next time. I, I, I think it's different in team sports because these folks can buy championships. So a team may not have made it. I mean, Tampa wasn't overly relevant until all of a sudden they win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, they yeah. you know they 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 bought that Super Bowl. So uh, I think team sports a little bit different, but. Uh, you know, Harold's. It's like it's him and his caddy. Speaking of Tampa, did uh, did Tom Brady make the call on the new oh, Tampa Arians head coach? Deal? I, I, no, I, I. Who knows how that? It's it's really interesting timing, and I think Bruce Arians has handled this uh, about as well as he could possibly handle it. I think he's totally taken the high road. Uh, and again, I, I mean, Todd Bowles is a great replacement. I, I, and the thing that is overwhelming with Bruce Arians is that he has put his money where his mouth is as it relates to diversity uh, in the NFL. So uh, just another example of that. So Handpicked uh, Todd Bowles yeah. as the next man. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, I don't think that happens without Brady signing off on it. But I don't know that that was Brady's pick. Molly, uh, I think Chandler was mentioning this earlier today. Major League Baseball. Well, now uh, umpires will have on-field microphones to inform the crowd and TV audience of replay reviews. Awesome. <laughs> How about we let's just do away with the replay? I know. I got to tell you, when I'm out at Clark McClare oh, I and I it. see oh. the hands go over the ears, I just I lean back in my chair and close my eyes. And You say, know what's funny to me is that the effort to speed the game up was saying, hey, we're going to limit trips to the mound. We're going to do – well, a review is like three trips to the mound yeah. from a time standpoint. It, so we, we actually took playing time, actual game time. Uh, we did lessen it. But the time of attendance is longer yeah. because now we're, you know, revealing everything. And there are no, like, traditional timeouts like in football and basketball. But I have noticed this year there's a lot of huddles. And I don't know, how, how many of those do you get a game where Cliff can, like, call the batter, the on-deck guy, a couple guys huddle up? Cliff, Cliff does like that a lot. A and, I, I, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know that there's a number on those. Well, the, I feel like the umpire, like, writes something in his book. And, so. and, he, and he may. But I don't, I don't know um, – I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that there's. I, I've never, I've never used that so much that it was ever called into question as to how many times you know you can you can huddle up with your guys. Uh, you see it, Cliff do it. Cliff do it a lot. If a, if a hitter like two outs in the inning goes down, two strikes real quickly, it's been a quick inning. You know, kind of spread it out a little bit. Maybe maybe there's a guy in the pen get ready to come in next inning, so you got to buy a little time, or or maybe he just wants to talk about approach with the hitter and kind of get him calmed down. So uh, yeah, I, I have seen that a lot. Notice that same thing, Clipper, but I. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I think timeout, the term timeout is as bad as RBI. It, it's there's no time there's no clock to take timeout in baseball. Okay. So there's just a break in of course, the action. Around here we call RBIs RSBI. 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 Runs about it in. The yeah. official way to say it. That's the way it should be. We're not gonna ask Molly about this that just came out. Well, Major League Baseball has the right to sell a corporate logo on helmets for the first time don't want to get your take on that one at this point who cares <laughs> it's a, i mean at this the point circus, right these dudes will be we'll, 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 you know they're you know be, what everything's gonna be savannah bananas by the time we die have you have you kept up with any of the stuff a that little got bit going on? i've seen some so there's actually a local tie there uh kid from newburn matt solter uh former uh, triple crown kid and a great kid and really close to his family he actually is playing with them uh he was just signed yesterday maybe the day before uh to an independent deal uh, but anyway, he's been playing with them to kind of get ready for the season. I was like, man, that's got to be a blast. He said, man, it's just you know, it's pretty cool. And he's a super laid back kid, so it's very he's very traditional, uh, you know. But he, uh, I, I think that experience is a good one. I saw the other day 
the bananas had a foul ball and the guy makes a play on it so it's an out they the bring the, a fan fan yeah. if the fan catches your foul ball you're out in banana ball yeah and so then they, they bring the guy on the on the field and i think it's really cool they got the umpire that like calls third strike then goes out and does the robot and i mean it it that is far more harlem globetrotter harlem globetrotter type stuff than it is meant to be right. true baseball yeah all right uh carolina duke we already talked about that this week we've just your second time on this week yeah i mean this is i'm just becoming a regular hanging out yeah um oh i did want to ask you about one thing kind of a hot take friday here what do you say to the people that say east carolina is overcoached with the you got your your card here you're looking is it is it a normal sign is it the same as it's always been no. except it's on a card or is there more to it than that? I, I, again i've never coached with the card and i've 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 had that asked yeah. just out and about well it's it's asked and I, I and and here's my take on it if you trust cliff and everybody loves and trusts cliff and the coaching staff the results say we should probably correct then then it's not over coaching, right? It's his decision on how they go about it. And, and I'll tell you, you see more and more of that where these teams are going to the armbands and the, the number systems. Uh, I went out and watched uh, uh, Pitt play a couple times, and the last person I would ever think that would go to that would be Coach Eason. But, but you know, that's, that's kind of part of the evolution of the game. I yeah. guess, I, look, again, I'm a big proponent of giving signs, and I think that's part of it. I think, you know, my bench trying to get your signs is part of the game. Um, but, um, but you know, it's a. I guess it simplifies things, I, I guess. I don't know if you remember uh, maybe Indiana State in that game. Uh, the coach came out late in the game. It was like seventh inning, and he brought a whole new deck of cards. So oh, the guys are out like, there swapping them out of there, yeah. uh, you know, so – um, so when you were coaching, did you, someone on the coaching staff, or even maybe your your bench riders there, were they looking at the other team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was we, like their job. Yeah, we would. During and, the game, and you know who's good at that kind of stuff. But you would kind of try to pick up if if the coach is calling pitches from the bench, you try to kind of see where he's going. Uh, you know, you're you're locked in on their guy. You know, going through a sign system down at third base. And when you see somebody for, you know, three or four games um you know you got to mix it up a little bit and whatever so they but you have if you have guys that are good at that you you, you have an advantage yeah i mean all right molly well uh you're welcome to hang out no you know i i'm uh I, you're I, just kind of observing or yeah i'm, I'm watching in reverse here the uh oh yeah got a little reflection good point yeah it's kind of interesting a lot of people well get your uh your tiebreakers time in before 8 30 on saturday night i will not be, be at tiebreakers I, I think the whole afternoon is going to be a zoo yeah. i think it's going to be folks showing up early to get a table to be there for the uh you know eight for the nine o'clock game uh i, I mean I, I would suspect uh every every sports bar and restaurant in town that has a television will have an audience uh tyler on facebook live says i thought mully would hate the bananas Molly's always been a Savannah no, I, Bananas I, I, guy. I think the way that guy promotes that is just incredible. But that is their thing. That is that's not what you want baseball to no, be it, as a whole. I obviously. like the Harlem Globetrotters, but I don't necessarily care to see basketball played like that all the time either. You it's know, it's a, a separate deal. Well, look, they're doing things like they're they're playing complete innings in less than four minutes. Some of the stuff they're doing, their pitcher stays on the on. You know, he toes the rubber, gets the ball back. He's on the rubber. He's ready to throw a pitch. There's not a whole lot of BS between pitches some of that stuff i just like that from style of play yeah let's keep the you know keep the game going which 
you see some teams against East Carolina kind of put us in the four corners, for lack oh, of a yeah. better way to put it, and that's because Cliff likes pace of play. Molly, uh, good to see you, man. Yeah, have always, a great weekend. Always Bush Latte. Bush Latte on the line today. How about 15 aluminum bottles can be yours if you are the caller and everybody eligible to win today for 21 or older because it is a new month so the slate is clean you can give us a call in hour three we'll also be giving away a large two topping pizza from domino's later on in today's show all right let's take a time out we'll come back we'll reset we'll let you know the guest on today's program we'll talk to brian north get his thoughts on the final four and uh i saw him out at pro day we'll talk some football as well when we return on pirate radio live here on a friday after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi if you're by a lake. Or be sure to Check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Get your host, Cliff Rock. All right. Just uh, just bros being bros today on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley's out, so we we got like our uh, our pants unbuttoned, sitting back on the recliner. We're in our underwear. <laughs> Babysitter's gone. E- eating like beef sticks, eating like... Uh, jerky <laughs> just just eating jerky just eating jerky like men do you know how men do <laughs> you know how men do in their underwear uh <laughs> beef sticks in your underwear <laughs> gotta love it <laughs> i mean we're living life i mean you got doggy jams across the street and you got us over here in our underwear eating beef jerky <laughs> just watching uh um, losers just being total loser bros um so i'm gonna try to wait till next thursday when we break out our anger management rage room uh, segment again but man i was about to rage out earlier today with this crap cj had me watching on tv oh my god i was i was mad about it too i'm so glad i did not have to watch that well probably because i'm not a soccer fan which is what it was about but uh we'll get to it later it was oh my god i talked to lorena over at anger management today and she said she enjoyed our 20 minutes of raging yesterday. Good. And uh, gave away uh, two passes to the rage room. I passed for two. Fine. One piece of... Uh, That's misinformation, brother. Two people are going, right? But it's one pass for two. You said two passes. It was one pass. It's a big difference. So uh, is it on a sheet of paper? Is it digital? Because I want to get this 100% right it's, now. It's a digital pass. So only one person got the email? Yes. Can download it? They can it? choose whoever they want to take to smash and bash and do whatever they want to glasses, cars, TVs, computers. I'm glad you specified what they're smashing. I'm glad you told me that it was one pass for two people. You better be. I'm glad. I'm just glad in general. I'm glad to talk to Brian North on a Friday as he joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, how you doing today, man? I'm feeling like an April Fool today, Cliff. 
Uh, do you uh, do you get involved in the April Fool's hijinks, Brian? Yeah, I'm not big on participating in them or starting them. Oh, I don't mind doing good ones. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did one uh, on Facebook when I said the uh, they were renovating that clock in downtown New Bern. And I said they're going to make it a digital clock because millennials couldn't read the old time. And <laughs> old people fired up because they believed it was true. But that's rare. I normally just kind of watch it. More than anything, being in the news business, we're more on our guard than anything else. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're trying to make sure we don't spread a April Fool joke thinking it's a news like the fine folks at Uptown Greenville tried to do today. Well, wait, what happened with that? What did I miss there? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal going oh, yeah. to the DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No, is that true? Wait, what? That's true? <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> He'll be across the street from us momentarily. No. Or he is right now, actually. Um, a little doggy jams action. Nowadays, with all the social media, with the blatant misinformation, it kind of makes April Fool's not as fun, Brian, because like people mislead you on purpose uh so much and 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 i guess the problem is people believing like i and i'm serious if i see something online i assume it's fake until i can prove that it's real ah correct that's where we are in our world today yeah guilty until proven innocent uh when i'm seeing things online all right brian is it true that duke and north carolina will be playing each other in the tournament for the first time ever Uh, yeah, uh, we believe that is true, and um, a lot of people will be interested in it. And, um, you know, there will be one team that will feel like a fool after tomorrow night, though, when they don't uh, get to the championship game. I mean, like, this is it. This is the game Saturday night. How important – and I feel like it's a dumb question when I bring it up that way. How important is the championship Monday night? It's the championship. But, like, this is the game. I mean, this is – especially for those fan bases, this is the ultimate. This is like – you know, David Glenn put it well that if you lose in this rivalry, there's always something you can throw back at the other guy, whether it's championships or ACC titles or we won the last meeting or whatever. You win this one, I mean, you got this for forever, really, if you win this game. So, and, and I think for Tar Heel fans, even more than for Duke fans, if, Tar, if UNC win, not only did they have Coach K lose his last home game, but they ended his career. That's the double whammy. Drop the mic, walk out the door if you're a Tar Heel fan. It's done. Yeah. If you're a Duke fan, you know, not quite the – there's great satisfaction, but there's a lot more bragging rights for Carolina fans if they end Coach K's career than than if uh, Duke goes on to win. And then if Duke goes on to win the championship, yeah, they can brag about it, but I don't know if it holds quite the weight of the double whammy of uh, having K lose in his last game and ending his career at the hands of the Tar Heel. And all this week, and I've been guilty of it as well, we've been talking more legacy big picture than the small picture that there's going to be a 40-minute basketball game uh, coming up Saturday night. And and who will win this one particular matchup that carries so much weight? We saw Duke hammer the Tar Heels and the Dean Dome. We saw North Carolina control the game, especially late in Cameron. So how about the third time around, Brian? Duke is the favorite for... I think good reason. They got better players. Uh, but can they get the job done Saturday night? Yeah. And I will say this real quick, that for the players and coaches for both teams, I don't think this is any bigger than what it would be if they were playing another team. Now, I agree. It's a, it's a familiarity thing, but they don't. The, the preparation and the effort they're going to put in will not change because it's, it's the rival on the other side. When we talk about bragging rights, it, it's even more maybe the university and all that will feel it, but it's more for the fans, right? It's more for, you know, the junk talking that's going to go on. 
players are much more focused on winning a championship. Yeah. It just happens to be their rivals in the way, but they want a championship, and that's it, period. And it's not going to be an on-campus site. It's going to be in an antiseptic dome. It's going to be – there's going to be a lot of different interesting things about it. Now, to go back to your question that you asked me, who, who, has the fa- who's, who gets favored in this, well, I think one of the big things that's going to happen, this is my personal opinion, I have not checked the numbers to see the three-point shooting percentage at the Superdome, but I've seen basketball games. Mm-hmm. It is a horrible backdrop. And if somebody's smarter than me or has a whole lot more time than me can look up the shooting percentages, uh, three-point shooting percentages of games at the Dean or at the, uh, the, the Superdome, I'd love to see that. But I think Carolina relies more on the three-pointer than Duke does this year. And so I think that unless Carolina can overcome those shooting problems, that's going to be to their detriment playing in that big old arena. And I think that favors Duke. Brian North joining us. Uh, we got a great undercard, Brian. Uh, and the champion could come out of this game between Kansas and Villanova. A bit of a depleted Villanova uh, with a big injury happen- occurring in their last game. But Kansas has maybe, for the teams that are left, been the most consistent and, and best overall team of this uh, 2021-2022 season. Duke, if you look at it, is a slight favorite over them to win the championship if you're just betting on that at this point but that should be one heck of a game i would never i mean kansas is a favorite and and they deserve to be but i would never uh poo poo jay wright and those villanova wildcats they they are tough they they are the best free throw shooting team i I heard earlier this tournament they're the best shooting team this year in the tournament i heard later in the tournament brian they're the best free throw shooting team of all time so if it is a close game watch out for that they uh they hit them when they count yeah, coaching advantage definitely goes to Jay Wright. And uh, fun fact of the day, their three championships in six years is the most in that period of time since John Wooden. Wow. UCLA was winning almost every year. So that's a, a pretty cool stat to tell you how hot Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats have been, and they find ways. Uh, Kansas did look impressive, and they look like they've been the hot team. I, you know, see if Bill Self can find a way to screw it up. But I do <laughs> and if you're one of those people who likes history, you know, remember who Duke was, who Duke beat in its very first uh, championship in 1991? I believe that was Kansas. Yeah, it would be Kansas. So that would be some weird symmetry if they were to play, and, and Coach K's last possible championship would be against Duke or against Kansas would become full circle. But, you know, the, there's going to be a lot of things uh, to be said before that happens. But if you're, if you're looking into those storylines, that would be a neat one to, to definitely follow. Bill Self won title at Kansas. So you, you said something there about Jay Wright. Villanova definitely has the coaching advantage. I was going to ask you about that. And then later you said, let's see if Bill Self can find a way to screw it up. So I kind of got my answer from you. What, what What's the, the the Bill Self legacy there in Kansas? Why has he looked at the way you described him there a moment ago, Brian? Well, he may have some of that Roy Williams syndrome too there. Kansas is the place that loves his basketball and feels like it should have more championships and and they just roll through like the regular season and conference tournaments seemingly every year right yeah yeah and so it, i think it's just one of those stigmatisms that you know bill self has done okay but he he doesn't have the the reputation as a big game coach he's he's had where'd he come from before that illinois and uh, uh no that was um that was the other guy bill Brooklyn. self uh yeah illinois tulsa before that yeah okay yeah so, I mean, he's, he's done well. He's got the great career record, but he just doesn't have the, the big game championship resume that you would expect uh, someone like him to have to be labeled a great coach. Uh, so, look, he's done some good things. I'm not trying to knock him. He's better than me at coaching. And so I just 
I, I just look at the incomplete resume a little bit of the opportunity to have. Brian, you've been to some spectacles, uh, Super Bowls, things like that. How many uh, Final Fours have you been to? Uh, two Final Fours. Um, uh, back-to-back years, 04 and 05, I was there when... So that's uh, North Carolina was one of those, right? Yeah. Yep, that was in St. Louis in 05. I yeah. was there for that one when they beat Illinois. I think Bill Self was the head coach there at the time. Uh, no, it was... Um, is it Weber, Bruce? Oh yeah, Bruce Weber. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then who was the uh, the year before that? Yeah, and then I was uh, I was in San Antonio. I think the year before when Duke made it to the Final Four, but lost to um, UConn in the semifinals. So Mecca Okafor and uh, company. And who won the championship that year? That was the great championship of UConn and Georgia Tech, where UConn smoked. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. That was kind of a random. Was a Will Bynum maybe the guard there? And yeah, they kind of randomly made a run there. Uh, with Hewitt was the coach, right? Yeah, Paul Hewitt. Paul Hewitt, another guy who uh, who I used to watch when he was at Siena College up in Albany. But uh, he was the hot coach for a while at Georgia Tech. Had some good years. Made the run. They beat. They upset Oklahoma State in that semifinal to get to the championship game. Talking to Brian North today. Looking forward to the Final Four. You can hear the games right here on Pirate Radio. East Carolina baseball on the road at Cincinnati. We've had some uh, some spring football to talk about and pro day earlier this week. And due to my my schedule, I, I rarely get out to practices and events anymore. I made it out there and I got a rare Brian North appearance. And the first thing Brian North said to me. I was standing beside or alongside Justin Chase and uh, Sean Bailey and uh, some bigger gentlemen out there. And North said, hey, you fit right in here with the offensive lineman. So he made a fat joke for the first time I've seen him this calendar year. And you know what, Brian? I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I appreciated that. Uh, you are welcome. And I fit right in there. I was on the other side sandwiching out of the group. So we... You're more of a uh, blocking tight end than a right guard like myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, and I don't get out to to much of those events either. Yeah, schedule, and so that was good. I had a nice little conversation with Mike Houston off to the side, and Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Steve Shankweiler, and just oh, that's the neat thing. Steve and I go. That's the thing I in my new schedule. I don't just get to sit and chew the fat with uh with guys anymore like that. So that was a uh, fun just to be out there and and sure watching Pro Day and watching Tyler Sneed and Jaquan McMillan try to impress NFL scouts, but. Uh, overall, it's just kind of nice to see everybody and, and chat in a casual atmosphere. And you were framing your questions to the players as, hey, you are, you're going for the ultimate dream. And for pretty much all these guys, maybe outside of Jaquan McMillan, who I, I think does have a chance to get drafted, it, it is a, a dream right now, Brian. And they all said it. They're kind of looking for an opportunity to get an opportunity. Uh, they want to get in front of as many eyeballs as they can try to impress but uh, you, i noticed you formulated a lot of questions on hey you're here you know what what <laughs> what's going to be the outcome of this because uh it's kind of up in the air they've done all the work they can it's now up to others to uh kind of decide their fate yeah and there's questions about the decisions both tyler and and uh, mcmillan made about turning pro early and uh you know is this the right decision for them how are they feeling about it yeah you know they don't get drafted how are they feeling about it and look it's everybody's dream to play in the nfl and even the third string tight end is out there trying to somehow catch a, a scout's eye because they believe that they can play in the league but the reality is very few are going to make it but I, I just find this is a small window in these young men's lives to have this opportunity 
and is this the best time for it? How are they trying to take advantage of it? And look, Tyler Snead is almost unguardable when he's on the field, but he's what you know, five six, five seven, and um, is going to get a. It's going to be hard for him to get a look. If he gets in camp somewhere, it's going to be hard for people to guard him, and he could possibly have a. a you know, the easy comparison is a Wes Welker or a Julian Edelman, you know, yeah. smaller guy who's playing in the slot. Uh, it's tough to guard those guys if they can hand, handle it physically, but he probably won't get drafted. So what is his thought process going through all of this? He's confident, as most people are, but we've all been through these pro days a lot to see. It's just a meat market on those days. If you're not running a 4-4, if you're not uh, doing great uh, numbers, uh and I, and I think some guys did some good numbers. I think T.J. Ford probably tested pretty well. And mm-hmm. I, with his size, he'll get some books. But that's just a meat market day. It's, it's not anything about the film and what you've done on the field before. It's a meat market day about how fast you are and how strong you are and how quick you are. And for, for them, and we, everybody older should understand this, they feel like, well, this is it. This is like life or death. This is the rest of their lives. And then right. what they don't know, Brian, is uh, – 15 20 years from now they'll have a daughter or two like we do and and probably be in a different line of work and and have a completely different outlook on life but right now this is like it this is all they know so it it, it there's a lot of pressure on these guys uh when they're out there and uh you know thinking they have to to succeed and and make this for them and their family when they'll find out pretty soon there's uh there's other things out there that's what I always tell young athletes. I go, I am not going to poo-poo your dreams. You go out there and yeah. do everything you can. Have, you have in the winter you have. But you have to understand, even if you make it, even if you make an NFL team, even if you at some point sports ends, unless you're Tom Brady, at some point sports ends and you've got to do something else after that. So what? it's, it's okay to also think about what is next when my career is over. Look, invest everything you have now. Don't leave anything on the perver- proverbial field. Don't ever have doubts in your mind but also have a plan of what's next because there is a what's next for everybody. Uh, no one plays forever, and even Tom Brady at some point. But he did a pretty good job in marrying a supermodel who will have unlimited hoop come for the rest of his life. So he's okay with his long-term plan. But the rest of us have to plan on having another job afterwards. You're never going to make enough money in pro sports unless you sign two or three or four contracts yeah. in the long term. Uh, like LeBron's okay, but not every, you know not everybody's okay when it comes to that right. um the nba you get a couple contracts you're okay yeah but uh but football is one of the lowest paid sports there is out there right so and after the agent gets his cut and uncle sam gets his cut and you know that money goes pretty quickly there's a lot of guys who thought they were going to be rich the rest of their lives who only signed one or two contracts who eventually had to find another job well somebody's giving uh jaquan mcmillan mcmillan some good advice brian because we, we talked about you know what have you kind of learned uh through this process and he said well it, I, I know i always knew it was a business but it's a business he said it like that and uh and he said don't get too attached to teams because they're always looking for somebody to replace you that's uh that's a harsh truth about that bright brian that uh yeah you're 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 looking okay right now but they they are paying people to find people better than you to put in your spot you talk you talk to most guys who, when they leave college, they don't regret going to the pros, but they always miss the collegiate atmosphere yeah. because it's not the same. You know, when, when you're done with practice, everybody goes their separate ways to their families or on to their next thing. Uh, in college, you know, you're always it's, it's collegial. It's, it's everybody's together. It's what you do. Afterwards, you're together. But not in the pros. It's everybody goes their separate ways. It just doesn't have that camaraderie feel to it. And some guys miss that, but they like the paychecks that go with it, and they dream of those paychecks, and I get that. Uh, but I always tell guys, don't be in a rush to leave college because you will never replicate 
how much fun and how lasting those memories will be. Brian, uh, I thought Mike Houston was joking because uh, he said when he talked with us that the NFL was there, the XFL, the USFL, the CFL, and then he threw in NASCAR. I thought he was just like <laughs> like naming things to say, hey, there was a lot of people out here. And then I found out that sure enough, uh, NASCAR was there. Dustin Lineback, former Pirate, was there. Troy D talked to him for a while, and we'll, we'll get him on the show here in a week or two but uh, i thought that was pretty cool that dustin lineback was out there passing out business cards saying hey fellas go chase your dream we all had that dream but there's some uh, career opportunities uh, right here in uh, charlotte north carolina you might want to uh, take a look at and a lot of pirates have gone that route in the past brian correct yeah jeff carr uh, being the one i know the best uh, the former great linebacker at ecu uh, in the late 90s early 2000s and he had a nice long career as a jack man and uh, we've got uh, Roderick Cox, who's a West Craven grad, who went to NC State, was a walk-on there, and he's had a nice career as a jack man or a tire changer, uh, even though they've, they've gone a different route this year, but he's still out there doing it, making a good living, while also being a, an engineer for the state. So, uh, look, it's, the NFL figured that out a long time ago. Great athletes can help you shave tenths of a second in the pitch, <laughs> and so go find those best athletes. Yeah. If they figure out football isn't going to pay the bills, well, get them the repetition of being a pit crew member, and, and that's only going to help you. Brian North joining us here on this Friday. What's uh, going on in the North household this weekend, Brian? No, that's a good question. Um, we're we're kind of getting into that time of year where we want to get out more, maybe check out some festivals. Kids are getting older. There's the pig cooking festival going on in Newport. We may check out. Nice. Uh, i got to find a way to stay awake for the Duke Carolina game tomorrow night. So, <laughs> um, but outside of that, no, we're just kind of – now that we have a nice weekend here, we're just kind of kind of enjoy it and kind of see where life takes us. Man, pig cooking festival sounds awesome for uh, this weekend. Enjoy that. I've never been to Newport. Yeah, if you've never been to Newport in Carteret County, uh, they cook overnight and then they'll start serving plates around nine thirty ten tomorrow. Mm. Heck yeah, that is a great uh, great excuse to take the family out and enjoy a big old plate of pork. So enjoy that. Right. Funnel cake and clowns and crap too <laughs> well yeah you got to take the good with the bad i guess uh brian thanks for joining us man have a great weekend we'll talk to you again soon all right clippy enjoy your weekend brother thank you sir brian north joining us on a uh, friday edition a free beer friday edition of pirate radio live we are in the middle of everything here downtown in greenville north carolina doggy jams going on across the street I'm keeping up the best I can of the Just the Tip playlist. So we'll uh, run over that list of songs when we return. We've been jamming out here uh, while in studio. And uh, we will wrap up our number one when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after these words. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show all righty welcome back to the program need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle shop near christie's europe pub is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews along with wine and growlers the Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating NC craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, 
and Facebook. Well, now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, Chandler Honeycutt filling in for Shirley Rhodes on the audio production side of things. CJ Schaefer has slid into his role as the video producer today. And contributors. You know what? I'm going to call you guys co-hosts on Pirate Radio Live. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> so if you have a question for a guest, uh, and of course Chandler will ask you to chime in. Oh man, I forgot Tony Dunn's coming in. <laughs> Good Thank luck, Tony Dunn. Yeah, I was telling Chandler earlier, I don't know how he's going to get in here. Oh dear. Oh dear. Hopefully he can park. Hey, Jenny's here. Jenny's here. <laughs> it is. So during the break, uh, we've been sticking our head out. And I've been keeping up with uh, what I can gather so far, the set list for okay. just the tip. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, we got In the End, is that what it's called, by Lincoln Park? Yes. Uh, Zombie by the Cranberries. Oh, that was awesome. I don't know what the song is called. Please tell me. I just saw some <laughs> boobs. Nice. Some man boobs being flashed. This is, uh, we're rock stars here. What's the song called that goes, please tell me oh, why. My Own Worst Enemy by Lynn. They played that one. They even broke out some Total Eclipse of the Heart. So they are jamming across the street. Uh, DJ Diesel will be performing at 6 o'clock. And, uh, man, had to be a lot to get him in here, Chandler. With that, uh, why do you think it was expensive to bring in DJ Diesel? Because the price of Diesel is <laughs> oh, high, Oh, my God. Never, oh, never fails to get me. It gets me every time. Oh, he can control his own rim shot, too. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. Tony Dunn going to join us at 4 o'clock. If he can find a place to park, we'll talk to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show in the 5 o'clock hour, as well as Morgan Ehlers. Jeff Nadeau will join us as well on today's show. In fact, uh, yeah, we'll talk to them in the 5 o'clock hour. Right now, we are... uh, keeping up what's going on across the street and in the sports world by the way there's pirate baseball going on today gentlemen just saw a tweet from one scooter rogers live from cincinnati cincinnati is on the cincinnati. first pitch five home of the Bengals, home of skyline chili home of luke keekley huh for real for real oh yeah home of saint xavier high school in cincinnati part-time home of tj hushman zada Ooh, hushman where'd he go to college usc oregon state my bad he played with Chad Johnson. Well, I'm just now thinking about this, but the tight end for the Browns requested a trade, but I think that's an April Fool's joke. The joke <laughs> All right, so have you guys been got today yet? I, I think I was got by that. If that is an April Fool's joke, I was got because I was like, dang, man. Did you guys see the Julian Edelman to the Hold Bucks? on. David Njoku, is he even with the Browns anymore? What are you talking about? Hold on. Let me look it up. David it's, it's on in, Twitter. Uh, he is still a brown. I don't feel like. Oh, it was a prank, Chandler. Okay, I was God. That's that. That's the only April Fool's joke that I was God on. I was God. I was get. Did you see the ultimate comedian LeBron James? I did. Put out that he was out for the year. He didn't use enough emojis in the tweet. He didn't get me. That classic jokester LeBron said he was out for the year. <laughs> yeah, you're so funny, LeBron. I mean. Look, I love a good joke and a prank and whatever. Oh, he's got to get on the. He's got to get in the spotlight. But when your team stinks as bad as they do, I guess just know the time and place, right? I don't know. That uh, seems a little ill-timed to me. Yeah. All right. Um, so there is that. What else is going on? You guys ready for the final four tomorrow? 
Yes, sir. I hate the Duke Carolina game is at nine o'clock, but it is a Saturday night, so. Why do you I mean, hate it? What I else are you going to be doing Saturday night at 9 o'clock? Well, I'm trying to get some buddies to go to my dad's new seafood restaurant to go with me. And they're like, oh, that's too late. Which mm -hmm. means they'd rather be somewhere else drinking. Never too they, late for seafood. They don't have to worry about driving. Okay. Crazy buddies, but Buddy's got a barn behind him and his wife's house. Buddy's got a barn? Buddy's got a barn Man. behind the house. And I think everybody wants to go there. I like seafood. I see food and I eat it. <laughs> it's a it's a pretty good one here on a uh, on a Friday. Um, Ooh, this guy. Duke is a four point favorite. Kansas is a four point favorite over Villanova. I'm gonna go ahead and put it in right now. I hate to go too chalky though. Are you going both favorites? I'm going Duke money line. I would take both with the points. Both favorites? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the game so I, I think Kansas is gonna kind of run away with it from villanova not not like 15 20 point win but it'll be a comfortable like 9 to 12 point win but i think duke and carolina will stay close throughout and it'll end with like duke's up a couple points and carolina's gonna keep fouling. is duke a good free throw shooting team the they guard get... the guards are okay i think they can take care of that uh and i'm reluctant to take both favorites but i think back and i've had a let me see what my overall record is in the NCAA tournament. It's been a good tournament. It's been. It's been. Have they played It's been? I don't know, but I was just thinking about that. Can we request it? It's been. Hey, just a tip. It's been. It's been. Um, I've had a good tournament, but, man, I got toasted and roasted and dusted and busted on Sunday because I took underdogs. And I did, too. And the U was up at the half by six points. And then Kansas outscored them by, what, 40 in the second half? Yeah, uh, Miami only had 15 second-half points. 15. So I was a loser there, and I knew I was a loser there, and then I rolled into the second game, and St. Peter's got up 7 to nothing, and I said – or, excuse me, North Carolina got up on St. Peter's 7 to nothing. I was about to say, I missed that. <laughs> and I said, this one is over, and I am over two, And uh, that was the case. So, Sure, both teams can, uh, both underdogs can get blown out as they were last week. I had to hedge Clip Rock. Uh oh. Because I, I took the Peacocks as well, plus eight and a half. Had to hedge, and well, first time I think I've ever done this. I bet on Carolina. Ooh. First time ever. Uh, I am 35 and 28 throughout the 2022 NCAA tournament. For me, that is awesome. Uh, so awesome. Awesome. I also have a future on nova that i took before the brackets came out plus two thousand and a future on kansas plus one thousand that can that i took once the brackets oh, came so out you'll have a dog in the fight in the national championship game regardless i do but i don't feel great about it now yeah. i just want to take duke to win it all and hope <laughs> and just like get something out of it you know what i'm saying what's that uh didn't you make a NASCAR future on accident because of me a week or two ago? <laughs> I do have Ryan Blaney, who, by the way, Life News, he's my new favorite driver. Yeah. Made that decision last night. Life, life update. I thought I was taking Ryan Blaney to win the race a few weeks ago. Instead, I took him to win the whole thing. So, oh, well, he's having a pretty good year, right? Yeah. Hadn't won. Mm -hmm. Or has oh, he'll he? Get, I don't think he's won yet. But, but he's, he's been up there for one. every race. He's been. So, you're going to Richmond. I am. Um, who you like this week? Um blaney plus 1200 looks tasty yeah, to me blaney when you talk about odds every week it seems like blaney's always going to be up there 
Uh, he's getting up there with like a perennial week in, week out contender with like a uh, Kyle Larson, Kyle Bush, guys like that. Ryan Blaney's up there every week. So These are the highest, uh, like the, how do I word it? Like the, the most you can win from a favorite that I've seen in a while. Like I've seen some like Kyle Larson plus 200, Chase Elliott plus 300. Yeah. This weekend, I looked at it last night. Chase Elliott is the favorite at plus 700. Oh, wow. And Larson's right behind him at plus seven something. Those odds will get a little better after, like, oh, wait. They haven't done qualifying. So you're doing this blind, which is why they're so high. Right. That makes sense. So once the uh, the numbers come out, when is that? Tonight, CJ? Uh, Probably tomorrow. So what are you going to? Are you going to Xfinity? No, we're just doing the cup race on Sunday. You driving up Sunday morning? No, we're staying uh, two nights. We're going up tomorrow. Okay. And you're uh, you're gone Monday? Yes. Race is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, we're driving back Monday, so it's Richmond. I mean, yeah. you can. Well, I had to say, what, I you had a mental health day. I had to say I wouldn't be here in case we, you know. I mean, I'm not leaving at the but, butt but... crack of dawn. <laughs> we're leaving at eleven when we can. We're, we're staying there as long as possible oh I, I get it man not this past time i actually threw y'all a bone and showed up to work on a monday because monday's an important day here but the previous time i went to jersey got back the night before took the next day off didn't tell anybody you're yeah, lying. you just did i'm not lying i got home uh remember I'm trying to think of what day it was i'm telling that's fine you can tell i'm telling i think i deserve a day off every now and then I'm tired of talking to y'all wow <laughs> well hey he did say we're co-hosts now we're just the hosts you guys can take over do we have any panthers news this week to talk about with tony dunn from carolinacatchronicles.com it's probably um, better if you don't our head coach has gained about 50 pounds oh <laughs> we got to talk about the uh the picture the group picture the picture the picture seen around the world <laughs> we'll talk about that and a lot more with tony dunn who i'm glad to say has made it wow to the pirate radio studios it is gonna find out, out there part. It is is a zoo out there. I cannot believe Tony Dunn made it in. Just saw a picture uh, posted on Twitter from ECU football. Mike Houston addressing the crowd at Doggy Jams. What a crowd. That's pretty cool. He said, uh, we got a good bunch out there. You're a good bunch. Good bunch. You got a really good bunch out here. (laughs) And And you had to take every opportunity that you have. It's a good bunch. And we're going to work our tails off uh, every single day. And uh, And Shaq Shaq will be here. You you can be here. Shaq's going to be here. Uh, if you want to be here, you, you can be here. But uh, we got a really good bunch, and uh, we're going to work our freaking freaking tails off. Thank you. Love when Coach Houston breaks out a freaking freaking. That's we're when you know work our freaking tails off. That's when you know, that's when you know he's excited. How's, is that good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he says the combination of the two words freaking and tails, we're going to work our freaking tails. That off. gets me pumped up. Freaking tails off. Thank you. Good bunch. Let's take a time <laughs> out. We'll come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com joins us when we return after these words. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show all right welcome back to the program winslow's is open tuesday through sunday for lunch dinner and their famous brunch 
starting at 10.30 on Sundays, Winslow's also has the best selection of beers around. Winslow's is located on 5th Street beside the State Theater and neighbors right, right here with us at Pirate Radio. I had lunch there, Clip Rock, on Tuesday and had the Jailhouse Burger, and it was phenomenal. The fries were good, too. Uh, so check out Winslow's right here in downtown Greenville. So let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Well, all righty. Thank you, Chan Man. CJ Schaefer here. Tony Dunn is here. And the Bush Light is here, but it can be yours. Coming up in hour number three is we'll make you a winner. Open up the booty bag on a free beer Friday. 15 16-ounce aluminum bottles of Bush Latte can be yours if you are the lucky caller. Tony wearing the red, coming off a easy rocking chair winner last night for the Hurricanes for nothing over the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, they're getting things. Oh. Hey, they're getting things back together again. You know, they had a little low last week, and now they've just put goals up like crazy. I think they had seven goals a few nights ago too. So they're hot, and uh, Nacious is getting back in the mix. That's your guy. Yeah. Where are they at? Are they still up or near the top of the East? They should be. They should be. They did lose to Tampa two nights ago. Yeah, so top of the Metropolitan. And tied for the most points with the Florida Panthers in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and they have the third most points in the NHL, the team with the most, the Colorado Avalanche. So looking good as we wind down the uh, the regular season here in the NHL. The, the Hornets only have five more games, Tony, as they are ending the Thank year goodness. of their season. Thank goodness. Why is that? Because I feel like I just watch Hornets fans cry and whine from well, you only know like optimism. I guess you're talking about Chandler. Yeah, well, Twitter fans too. Okay. They go from immense. Like I just felt like everybody loved Borrego at the beginning of the year, and then now Borrego is like the problem. And I guess I the problem is it. they're so fun to watch. They have such a fun collection of players, and they're pretty good players. So when they lose. You have to find a scapegoat, and you don't want to blame the young all-star Lamelo. Right. You don't want to blame Miles Bridges. We usually just blame Mason Plumley <laughs> or Gordon Hayward being hurt. But I think the players are so likable. Everybody points the finger at the coach. Well, that sure seems to be. Is the that case. fair to say, Chandler? What do you think about that? Uh, They're going to make the playoffs, though, right? They're going to be in a play-in game. Play-in game. Isn't that you know similar with a lot of situations with sports? I think you know the first finger pointing goes to the coach yeah, well in football for the panthers it goes well it goes to yeah. matt rule but yeah, also goes to the quarterback position and others you find people that you're ready to blame how about for a successful team cj with like the steelers the people probably people recognize that ben roethlisberger was a shell of his hall of fame self at the end but i feel like they i feel like i see more blame on tomlin than roethlisberger i don't know what, what do you it's, think it's too much yeah um there's still a vocal minority i guess i'd say who still blame tomlin but i think the year the steelers went eight and eight while uh devlin hodges and <laughs> oh yeah Mason rudolph did the majority of the starting is when people started to look at tomlin and think like yeah he doesn't deserve any of the blame he's the reason we are so good but it is it's kind of an interesting thing you bring up tony who do you blame when your team struggles yeah do you go coach do you go because if you have a likable team you kind of hate to point the finger at those guys so how could you blame is it man i hate i don't even now i don't like pittsburgh fans 
They're on the list wow. of fans I don't like now. Why would you dislike Tomlin out of all the people? Well, I agree. That's crazy. Some yeah, things man. get stale. Not though. you, CJ. You're all right. Some things get stale when you've been around for so long. He's Sometimes never had a losing season. I know, but he's won, what, one Super Bowl? Maybe uh, they yes. they think Into he should one, have one. more. I guess uh, Green Bay fans are tired of Aaron Rodgers. I think, Actually, well, they got they tired of Mike are. McCarthy. <laughs> well, he, yeah. I think some of that also kind of hammers home the argument of how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Thank yes. It's, I mean, it's not. Yes, Queen. Yeah. You, yes. you got to get lucky. Yes, Queen. You, every team has had a little bit of luck fall their way, and that's just how championships go. It, yeah. It Wig snap. It's the the problem is is there's been a couple of greats that have won so many championships they make it they make us feel like it just happens to everybody. Right. So you Everybody's, think of a, a Jordan or a Brady or yes. even LeBron at this point is that they if they don't win the championship it's a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then it just it does go to show you. I think Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, all good examples of like, you can be the best player in the league and still not win. And, yeah, those guys, who did you say? Brees has one. Rodgers has one. Peyton has two, yeah, right? Yeah. But he also it felt like got, it should have been more. It was bought. That last one was the bought. Yeah. It was like basically bringing him to the Rams. Even Ben's got yeah. two, but in his first one, he sucked. So Yeah, he yeah. was young then, so... Eli Manning has two, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks that have zero. Speaking of uh, the Steelers and the legacy of Super Bowls and things like that, uh, Bruce Arians now moving to the front office, um, letting Todd Bowles take over as head coach, and Tom Brady as offensive coordinator. All right, so... <laughs> there you go. You're right. You're right. Uh, so that happened Wednesday night. I was driving home from Trivia, listening to Sports Talk Radio, as I tend to do. And this guy is up there screaming about how Tom Brady ordered the hit on Bruce Arians. And then the next day, I'm listening to Jim Rome, and he's talking about how Tom Brady ordered the hit on Bruce Arians. Now, publicly, they're playing nice, and thanks, Bruce. Hey, you got it, Tom. You're the man. So who do I believe, these people screaming in the radio or you know tom and bruce aren't going to come out and say that they have a riff but it's certain everybody seems to think tony that follows this that tom brady retired maybe the bug said what do you need to do to return and he said bruce arians out <laughs> I, that's what the talk is that's what they're saying you and know, if bruce tom brady arians, wants that tom brady forgets that right bruce arians says that that nothing could be farther from the truth exactly that yeah. was his words but yeah you're right is what tom brady wants tom brady gets and what he got was a defensive head coach who is not going to meddle in his not business at all. at all. He's going to talk to his left, which still there. I guess he is. He's going to yeah, go to left, which, and that's his. And and like you said, Brady's basically calling all the shots there offensively. And you know, those are the the great quarterbacks have always been like that. Is uh, Peyton Manning was certainly like that. I th I think part of the problem with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur right away was Matt Lafleur was an offensive guy, and Rodgers felt a little kind of encroached by that i just feel <laughs> yeah, like that uh tom brady maybe if if that's the case then he is softer than i thought you know is that I guess like he thinks at this point hey i'm out of new england because i don't want to deal with belichick anymore i'm in tampa and i'm gonna make my i i've earned the right to call all the shots and he has to a certain he has he has I just I don't even understand why him and Belichick didn't get along anymore. Like I just like I feel like Belichick just was like you do your thing. I'm just gonna go over here and coach this defense. Well, do you hear the guys that leave New England and talk about how it wasn't fun 
and then the argument of that is well it's about winning it's not right. about fun i think some people hey, look, you want to have your cake and eat it too i have a job and i have to have a job to pay bills but I also have fun here so i'm kind of at times i mean you have a lot of fun but it's still uh, there are days when it's still work yeah like when you come in i know on a friday while everybody's on a partying across Friday the street. with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> That's kind of weird to say, right? It um, is. So, yeah, the best evidence for, uh, you're talking about Peyton Manning, uh, his second Super Bowl, which he was not good that year, but set records the previous two years. The yeah. best evidence that he was running the show there is his offensive coordinator was Adam Case. <laughs> and Adam Case went elsewhere and completely flopped in two different places. So, yeah. And I think that part of the problem was is Peyton Manning gave him a letter of recommendation, you know, and he's just been holding that up everywhere. I, I, you, look, I would if that was on my resume, it'd be at the top of the yeah, line. It I, would. I'd show everybody. What All is, right. What does Peyton Manning care though if he goes out and succeeds? I mean, nothing goes is going to fall on Peyton Manning. No, I, he's, I, a, he's just being a bro. Yeah, he's saying. just he's hooking him up. Nice. But like, I mean, yeah. What do I care? If you I, I'm not saying it's critical. What are you saying? Yeah, why are you upset? No, I'm not. I, I'm just. I thought, I'm, I'm I thought agreeing this with was you guys. fun. I thought this was fun. I'm not having fun anymore. No, Rage. I'm, not, I'm mad. I am mad because I'm sitting here and not over there raging. <laughs> what are you trying to say? That Peyton Manning like should have was, nice things to say about him. No, he does. But like, I'm saying, what does Peyton Manning care? Like, if he if Adam, it sounded like y'all were saying like, oh, well, Peyton Manning gave him a letter of recommendation. Like yeah, and that, and that convinced us is what we're saying. Right. Is that fooled a lot of the planet into thinking that but what he I'm was saying is Peyton Manning not an idiot? Probably knows he's a terrible coach and does not care if he goes out and succeeds. Or he didn't he's even know him a, barely. And, he, and he's being, but, he's being mean, a pal. Being a yeah. good pal. Like if somebody called me and said, "Hey, I want Chandler to be my radio host," I, there's no chance in hell you could actually do it. But I'd say, "Sure, <laughs> go take him." He's a That's great. a good comparison. I'm, just, I'm totally joking. I would give Chandler the highest recommendation one could give another. Thank you, Clip it Rock. Is true. I love you. He likes you more well, than he likes most people. Sure. I will say that. April Fools. Oh, <laughs> you're saying I like Chandler more than I like most people? Yeah. Why would you say that? I mean, I, I, I I've known you for a long I will time, say, and you don't warm up to people easily. Well, the older I get, the less people I like. All right, Chandler or Carson Wentz. <laughs> have to think about this for the commander's quarterback position yeah or for at, a quarterback or for, or for his, to be a to like friend on, friend as a person as a person uh i'm going chandler a because i know chandler and there's no, it seems like people don't like carson wentz that are around him That's fair. that or bothers me ursay is throwing shade on him unnecessarily yeah and but some people just, say frank wright liked him tinfoil hat time yeah if frank wright liked him Oh, are you saying Ursay like called the hit on this move yeah. completely? I don't know. I think, eh, I don't know. I love him and his poor little ankles. Well, I'm glad you love him. Let's talk about your team and your quarterback. No. All right, so. No. Uh, oh, God. Now let's rage. No, please. <laughs> no. Please, everyone be quiet. Good job over there, Chandler. Uh, so the NFL coaches got together for their annual picture. It was picture oh, day. Oh, gosh. And Matt Rule. And I am a little cautious to talk about this because I dress like a slob. Okay. And I also think there was a lot of fat shaming going on on, and, on Twitter over this. I'm too, not a fan I, of that either. I'm not either. But the problem was he's like three feet away from Sean McVay. Who was looking really good. <laughs> 
not only and win it with the Super Bowl ring on. You know what I'm saying? I've like always kind of looked at him as kind of a little pipsqueak, like a puny. But I tell I you mean, what, pretty he has been. Dude. He's been doing arm day he's every day. Jacked. He is jacked. He is jacked, dude. You know, he knows he's in L.A. He's the champ. I mean, when you're in L.A., right? I mean, you gotta you gotta care about it. You gotta care about it because you can't just be walking around. You I mean, see that, Cliff's King, uh, Kingsbury looking all cool. Yeah, all of them look good. Kyle Pete Shanahan looked like old a age. skin. It's Kyle Shanahan looked like he was an emo coach out there <laughs> with his little skinny jeans on. My question it's for still, Matt Rule is, and I guess he doesn't care. And, I, and if that's the case, I like that about him. But man, there's a lot of guys in the back row you couldn't really see. Why didn't he sneak? Right. Why well, he feel? I feel like he's a back row guy. <laughs> he is. He's a back he row has not guy. earned the right. I agree. Physically appearance or winning games to be up front. <laughs> I've uh, we've looked at this. Why is Tomlin in the back and we got Matt Rule up? You front? also have Andy Reid in the back too. You can barely see. Andy now he's Reed. earned the right to be up there with his Hawaiian shirt. Probably. I'm I, assuming he's. Wearing. I realized that this is the first time, actually the second time in Matt Rule's entire time that I've ever seen him that he hasn't been wearing coach gear. The first time was when he took the job and he was in a suit. Right when he, they introduced him as the coach, this time like he was casual wear. I don't know what. It, yeah, I got some theories on it, but he's always wearing the Baylor smock, the Carolina Panthers, like the Nike. Is like that why it was no, jarring to us? Because we haven't seen him. That's like one this. of it, and he mm-hmm. also doesn't know what to do with clothes that aren't that dry fit, no wrinkle. Obviously, yeah. We found out too. He was on the road, likely without his wife with him, uh, and I think he's like a lot of us. We're drier wrinkle guys. We get the wrinkles out by tossing it in the dryer rather than hitting it with the iron but you're in the hotel room you don't got the dryer at your disposal he looked at the iron and he said man i heard wrinkles were in and it was not the shirt which actually just looks so basic for somebody who's like worth 64 million dollars kind of hard for me to understand it was the slacks man they were wrinkled bro they were wrinkled and it was like one of those things when i was like young like my wife is very well put together right she's always looked great physically (laughs) everything definitely (laughs) boom she always she does you don't you don't see her go out the like sloppy yeah ever and so uh, when we were younger we've been together for a long time she'd be like are you really gonna wear those jeans they're kind of wrinkly and i'm like oh they're fine and i go look in the mirror i go oh they are wrinkly (laughs) so matt rule just didn't have that piece of advice there and I got to tell you, I just don't think he buys clothes. I think he only wears free stuff from the team store. He's like uh, <laughs> he's like our former, um, who's the former head coach at Mo? Yeah. Coach Mo? He was always in coach gear, too. Just rocking the free just gear. Just Adidas pants everywhere he went. Man, if I was uh, a coach, like uh, like Coach Mack, kind of a bigger gentleman like myself, I would just wear like track suits all day, every day. <laughs> I don't know. I like Andy Reid's look. You would look like a mafia. You do. You'd look like a character on Sopranos. Yeah. You do look uh, like, well, a tracksuit would look good. And um, I, I've, I've got a couple of Hawaiian shirts yeah, now. That's and I got Andy a mustache. Look. I'm kind of going Andy Reid. Yeah. I tell you what, though. When you wear that sleeveless East Carolina football sweatshirt, oh, yeah. that, is a, that is a Clip Brock coach look yeah. to me. Uh, that's kind of rulish. Oh, we got to figure. You know, if I'm going coach, if I was coach, I think I'd bring back it old school and wear the sport jacket with the hat. It'd be oh that i go remember when coaches used to wear suits yeah. on the side i was thinking of you cool. more like pat riley maybe like sleep back oh that dapper. would work good too yeah all right we've talked a lot about coach appearance here to kick off today's show we'll talk about other topics when we return on pirate radio live chan man 
will take us to break here in just a moment and we will do just that take us to break chandler we'll take a time out come back have more for you hour two of pirate radio live we roll on after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the program. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Earlier today, ECU strength coach Big John, eight hours ago, said the world record for adult males in Shaq jerseys in one location could be in jeopardy today at 3 o'clock in G Vegas. <laughs> and he is not wrong. have seen a ton of Shaquille O'Neal jerseys. Uh, CJ, you got like a Celtics Shaq jersey? You should have one of those. Be a nice little... Let's see. He's played. Obviously, the Lakers and Heat are going to be popular. I want to see a Phoenix Suns. I don't even remember him with those teams. The Shaktus. God. He was with Phoenix. Very. How long was he with the Celtics? Like one year late in his career. Yeah. Yeah. And who is that? It. Anybody Uh, else? Cavs, right? Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. God. That's a good sports trivia topic. Like legends that played elsewhere. That is like other teams. Interesting. All right, uh, Tony, we are in draft month. Happy draft month to you, sir. Sit along. (laughs) You got to be excited. You got a number six pick. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, I'm tired. We've been having the same conversation. We're just having the same perpetual conversation. You're drafted out? Every day. I mean, it's just, is it left tackle? Is it quarterback? Is it trade back? And everybody has their same series of opinions that are based on absolutely nothing really to be honest is that oh you got to trade back man you don't want to take a risk you go well who the heck are you going to trade back with what are you really going to get um on top of that is then you're still not going to have a quarterback what do you do so we've been having these same conversations who do you pick a quarterback at six is the quarterback you want even there at six do you just play it safe and get an offensive tackle or in some way do you convince the pittsburgh steelers to give us this year's first round pick and next year's first round pick for the number six pick in Malik Willis. Well, I, well, I wouldn't want to do that. See? Why? See, you guys are playing it safe. It's Why you got to be so safe? It's yeah. just not a risk you can take. They got Mitch. Okay. Right. Mitch, please. I saw a mock draft, Mitch, Tony. please. I saw a mock draft that had Malik Willis going sixth to the Cardinals. I like this. And I saw you tweeted this. That's where I saw it. The Cardinals getting Christian McCaffrey and the first round pick of the Panthers for Kyler Murray. That's cheap. That's cheap. Well, it's cheap for now. Well, I mean, it's not going to be financially cheap when you got to pay them. Oh, you mean what you're giving up? What you're giving up? Yeah. I mean, you were about to give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played an entire year, who's still facing all of this crazy legal stuff, who had the most uncomfortable, awful press conference. Like, man, it's just (laughs) liar. He's a liar, dude. I don't believe one thing he says. Once he said, oh, I didn't choose the Browns. It had nothing to do with the contract. I said, I can't believe you anything. All these women are right. If you're going to lie about that, what else are you going to lie about? But uh, no, it's, I mean, like... uh, 
I think this would be foolish, foolish for the Cardinals to do. To be honest, is that you're now you're just in the hunt for another Kyler Murray, and that's what they were doing before they had Kyler. Murray. They've already got their Kyler Murray. Why yeah. try to find a new to Kyler another Murray? Another Kyler Murray. Would you? Uh, what do you think about this uh, Chandler giving up? practically willis or whatever you do at six and christian mccaffrey to get murray it, w- it does sound like advantage panthers i would take it all day long yeah surprisingly though a lot of panther fans chimed in and said no way so this is from an arizona account yeah. i wonder what their fans said for the most part as a panthers fan i would love it what did the uh the cardinals have to say about i think this? the cardinals somebody told me too i mean people are chiming in saying that kyler murray doesn't like football then they get that kind of stuff now going on i think kyler murray is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing at this point you're a top tier quarterback in the nfl you're in their fourth year of your deal the next year they're going to hit you with the fifth year option you don't know what's going to happen to your health or whatever and you see all of these other dudes forcing their way into new contracts I mean, it's you know you should almost put Lamar Jackson into this bucket too. He's facing the same circumstances. I feel like did they come out in the same draft? Are they the same? Cause, I'll look it up. So I mean, I, and I I understand. Look, that for that's why the players are catching on to the fact that every I feel like general, Jackson's older. Murray was twenty nineteen. Was Jackson before that? Jackson was eighteen, I think. Thank you. I think so he he's before. in his fifth year option then. Well, did you see where they uh, logged up Harbaugh to a new contract and Jackson tweeted, can I borrow, like, can I hold a dollar or whatever? Can I borrow a little money? Well, I mean, yeah, because he's playing, he's doing, the players have listened as these GMs have spoken. And the GMs have said, look, the formula right now is to get a quarterback on a cheap contract. So when you say cheap contract, most important player, they go, huh? That doesn't sound right in my ears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that they're trying to avoid that fifth year option. Imagine getting hurt in your fifth year. Didn't they do something where they back in when we were what nineties, early two thousands, where they'd give these rookies an incredible amount of money? Yes. And that, then they stru- now they've structured it differently. Yeah. Well, Sam Bradford ruined football. <laughs> he is the one. <laughs> well, Remember, he signed that fifty million dollar deal before yeah. he ever played anything, and then he was just hurt the entire time and not very good as it was. And that was the contract that I feel that put everybody on like pause for a minute and said. How is the team going to get better when they're bad as they can be? Right. And then they have to pay this number one pick everything and mortgage everything at the same time for that. And you don't even know if he's going to work out. So there's got to be some, I don't know, maybe this is just what the NFL is going to be, is that players are going to have to force, kind of muscle around a little bit in year four, three and four, if they've already proven that they're worth it. And I do think there's an argument for going ahead and extending these guys. And I said this back when, with, with Cam Newton. A lot of people wanted uh, Cam to play out on the fifth-year option then. And what I, my argument was is if you stand, if you sign him now, you get today's price. If you sign, if you wait till next year, you've got the inflation rate of another year going. So I think the longer you – if you believe in a guy, I think you should sign him and sign him for as long as you can. Look at Patrick Mahomes, you know, is like here, is you have extended the life of this contract so long, um, you can budget it out, you can restructure over and over and over again. We'll just wait and see this year if they're really good, if Patrick Mahomes goes, I think I deserve more. 
Tony, you uh, you follow baseball. You're a Cubs fan, but you don't get into it like you do the Panthers and Correct. have that passion. But this year, you, I'm going to have to. I think. Do you wish in a, the NFL was set up the way Major League Baseball was, where if you had an owner and you do certainly have an owner with money, they could go out, spend, buy what they want, put the team together they want, or do you like the NFL model where just because you stink this year, it doesn't mean you will next year because things can turn over so quickly and baseball if you're bad you're gonna be bad for a while probably forever it feels like yeah so which which what do you prefer i like i think the football model of parody and here is the reason is that it's think- frustrating at times because you want to pay everybody but at the same time you're not gonna hit those lows like you would yeah you don't have dynasty teams where people stick around together for a long time as once you get to you, you can almost you can be a victim of too much success i think you mentioned this to me on wednesday night is that you draft really well and then you get some good players and all this stuff. We just can't pay everybody. So like Dave Gettleman said, sometimes you got to let a big dog walk. But here's the thing with baseball. That's the smartest thing he ever said. He always said a lot of good things, just didn't do a lot of good things. (laughs) Great speaker. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of great lines, and we were fooled for a long time by it. He's very charismatic. He's great behind the microphone. Is he Um, out now? He's nowhere, right? He's retired. Yeah. He's retired. But I think with baseball, what the problem is is that when those big big spending teams they have to pay a tax to the non-luxury tax so you can almost just make a bunch of money by letting other teams be good and just taking as a owner yeah as a team yeah yeah you just say this it's fine we're just gonna blow blow ball like be the athletics forever well dude this has been two weeks now it's been since i saw this it was the five lowest spenders in free agency and it was cleveland it was baltimore a couple other teams number one on the list oakland who spent zero dollars zero dollars zero dollars that's awesome um and i i I thought about that because you're talking about locking up um mahomes or or long term so the braves locked up ronald acuna and ozzy albies as guys who were in their low 20s and they gave them for them you know life-changing money but for baseball terms, a very team-friendly deal, and they locked them up for like eight to ten years instead of doing one of these A-Rod mega deals. They kind of said, "Hey, you're young, you haven't really proved it yet, but you know what? We're going to pay you all these millions anyway, and really, they're going to come out in the long run looking great. The Braves are, and these guys are going to want more money probably in four years." But I wish I could comment on baseball contracts more because they befuddle me more than anything i don't know how everything is fully guaranteed yep they make so much money i mean i I mean when you see this i do think though you're onto something is paying guys when they're young uh and keeping them around rather than waiting to see if somebody's really good then you got to pay them a ton like who's the guy that uh philly paid a bunch to um a couple years ago baseball baseball bryce Bryce harper Harper. bryce harper right is that you're almost paying them at their peak rather than you know what you're gonna he's not gonna get much better i don't feel like i mean how can you get much better after that like albert pulls when he got his monster with the angels yeah but i always see like washington fans and i admit i don't dive into the contract stuff as much as i probably should if i'm gonna follow football like i do but I don't know how many times I've seen we should have just paid him last year or two years ago instead of waiting, waiting yep. to do the franchise thing. So, but it is a risk, you know. When, well, look, Baltimore has never been good in my entire lifetime. I don't think. 
the orioles yeah they had a playoff year a few years ago they are now they have the lowest win total in baseball this year they uh, are perpetually uh, bad and maybe that has something to do with it i if i was a baseball gm i think i would just pay pitchers only it's just like let's just go pay a bunch of pit- i feel like you can get production uh on the bases and get hitters they come along more often i feel like but if you have a dominant pitching squad then you can let these you can just figure some things out that's kind of what my strategy what if would you're be. a football gm what would be my strategy yeah um is it just it's offensive line and quarterback and then we figure out the rest as best we can yeah uh, it starts uh starts at qb and then yeah get some guys up front all right let's take a break we'll come back more with tony dunn to wrap up hour number two big hour three on tap where we've got three guests coming up uh morgan aylers will join us also the big man on campus jeff nadu to break down the final four and greeny mark greenheld's golf shop radio show a lot more to go on pirate radio live we're back with you after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show all right welcome back to the program for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner just like the free beer friday that we're going to have for you today be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr927 fm join the close to fifty-four thousand followers today at pr927 fm now let's head back into the show here's your host clip rock all right we have news of a athlete being arrested in uh around winston-salem north carolina bryce williams <laughs> no <laughs> suspicion of dui resisting arrest and misdemeanor child abuse oh my god and that athlete is former usa women's national team goalkeeper hope solo who is married to and has had issues with and i just blanked on his name the former uh tight end for the seahawks What's his name, Luke Tony? Wilson? Why am I asking you his name, Tony? There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. I know is it him. Luke Wilson? No, it is Jeremy Stevens, uh, uh, former tight end for the Seahawks, and they have had some disputes in the past. Yeah, you know you're going to have a dispute when you spell your name like that. <laughs> is that what it is? Jeremy. And your wife's name is Hope Sola. <laughs> just, a, just a recipe for disaster Clip, there. I have some positive Hornets news. All right, let's hear it. After 22 games, Gordon Hayward, he is back. All right, Gordon Hayward will be in the lineup tomorrow for the Hornets against the Philadelphia 76ers. Five games left, Chandler. This is the exact opposite of last year when the Hornets went on a free fall without Gordon Hayward. They've been playing well of late, and now they get him back. They have won 10 of their last 14 games, and while gordon hayward was out they had they went 12 and 10 so they will have gordon hayward back tomorrow and hopefully they can keep them uh for the last what five games of the regular season and hopefully go into the postseason uh with a healthy squad all right uh mentioned soccer a moment ago speaking of soccer earlier today i come in cj schaefer is is sitting right where tony is and he's got it on fox sports one and i was like all right i'll roll with this let's see what's going on and then at noon the world cup draw show probably could have said that better what's the official show we were watching 
that's fine. World Cup draw. <laughs> so what teams, what countries were going to be in what group? Uh, that was going to be announced at noon today, and they had a big uh, uh, show for it on FS1. So I'm watching it. And <laughs> so the first thing that happens is they run a seven-minute cartoon, which I didn't understand, and neither did CJ. Not at all. So the host country is Qatar. Yes. Or Qatar. Whatever. However you want to say it. Um, so they are hosting this big event, and they got the cartoon that runs. We're like, all right, that's fine. Let's get to it. Next, they have is that when they brought out Stringer Bell? Idris Elba and uh, a very attractive woman. They come out, talk for a while, and they're like, all right, the time is now. Let's get it going. And they introduce some musical act. Yes. That Idris Elba said, this is going to touch your heart. So I was thinking it would be some kind of love song. It was like this dance poppy song where people are out there dancing, doing dances. Apparently it's the theme song for the World Cup. Oh, good. It sucked. It did uh so then okay we got the cartoon we got the musical act out of the way let's get to let's get going and cj says all right they're bringing up the fifa president now now things are gonna get cooking here so we thought he talks for a while he brings up the president of qatar who then talks for a while all right we got that out of the way (laughs) now let's get down to business no we still had more to do it was 12 maybe 50 before we find well they had to introduce people to come out and introduce oh god they had to bring out the legends forgot about that Mm -hmm. they introduced legends one by one they all come up there's like 16 of them then they know a single one of them they (laughs) i recognized the guy from australia that was the only guy i recognized what was his name cahill i recognized his name so then they bring out carly lloyd and two other people whoever to actually do the drawings (laughs) the drawings so we're at least at 1245 at this point just waiting on some damn drawings and then our old buddy robert walsh who used to work here robert uh was here today tony oh nice is he here to see Shaq? uh he's here to be here he's around this weekend nice um and so then he comes in i get talking to him and i miss like the drawing happened for usa (laughs) because i was fed up at that point oh i don't blame you what a waste of time what a oh my god the fifa president is up there behind the microphone saying there's a lot of things going on in the world and what we need is dialogue we need talk we need peace we need this and immediately i see on twitter flashback to the last world cup drawing and it is him smiling and hugging vladimir putin (laughs) (laughs) you can't write it any better found that pretty interesting i want to be a hundred percent clear to everybody listening and watching I was in the same boat as Clip. This was ridiculous. I hated it. Uh, but they finally, an hour, more than an hour later, it was like one thirty before the whole thing oh, got was. done. Yep. It was over one thirty. Finally, they announced the draw, and the draw for the United States is... It's the United States. Uh, we have Iran. We have England. And we have... A TB determined. Yes, a winner of a intercontinental playoff between ukraine wales and somebody russia uh (laughs) scotland Scotland. (laughs) yes um ukraine you say russia and ukraine to play soccer and get this sucker over winner wins the war winner wins the war winner take all 
now it's be a very progressive solution to warfare cj you mentioned this early on that america would never get we would be like the worst country we would go from the most powerful country in the world if it was determined by soccer <laughs> that would be bad can, can we, we send it to can the we send the uh, can we send the women um so by the way a lot of people were saying so like ukraine if they're in they're currently in a war uh iran we've had our issues with them in the past and then of course england if you go way back in time interesting uh bracket uh group when it comes to world wars but like cj you're like ukraine like they are in the middle of something pretty bad right now i mean can they field a team do they still have a i guess they do it's just a weird deal when 11 men abandon their country (laughs) for a game to go play soccer (laughs) and then you also said if ukraine wins and gets in they're going to have a lot of off-the-pitch momentum going, Tony. They're going to be a pretty good feel-good story. They have to put their team out there. That's like their – that'll be like a big commercial for their – what's going on with well, them. Well, like what do we really do in this country show? when there's a tragedy? We, like, rally around sports. Well, yeah. it would be very similar to Rocky beating <laughs> – Ivan Draga? Ivan Draga, exactly. <laughs> if I could change and you can change, we could all change so uh yeah there's uh th- that world cup really makes you think about what's going on in the world at these other places and it's it's not all doggy jams going on everywhere yeah um so do you like the draw for usa i do i think it's very favorable uh, i didn't want a second european team to be in our group but we did get one out of pot four rather than pot three so we're getting like the worst uh european country who could be in the tournament we're getting that so it could be worse yeah is that scotland uh it would be wales most likely well ukraine at full strength would probably be ukraine i don't really know how that's gonna work because it was supposed to be i think this i think it was supposed to be in march when they played because of you know everything that's going on it got pushed back to june and we'll see if it gets played then tony uh world cup fun summer event do you watch any of it course just so i can continue to do my bit about how to fix it oh yeah no yeah well, I wanted I mean, you i'm to... trying to get into it well, i got tra- bad news for you what? it's in november this year while football's going on why is it in november exactly it what happened i Guitar mean summer is it our winter so what a terrible are they playing time. outside i don't know it's gonna be their summer so yeah i guess i figured they always played indoors why would you figure that you just I do just, a lot of figuring? Yeah. A lot well, look, of in 2026, it'll be here, so you don't have to worry about it. So Thanksgiving, we don't have our NFL schedule yet. By the way, does that come before the draft or after the draft? When do we get a schedule? Well, the cool thing about it is is it'll be probably all at, like, in the morning. I was looking it up. So it's like a eight-hour, seven-hour time difference, I believe. Yes. The, the U.S. times are out for the group stage. It's November 21st at 10 a.m., the 25th at 2 p.m., and the 29th at 2 p.m. So we don't play on Thanksgiving? Correct. I saw a lot of people talking Friday. about that. So what were those dates again? Imagine sitting around watching soccer on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, so the fri- So what were those dates again? 21st, 25th, and 29th. So okay, Black so Friday that's a Monday, Black Friday. Versus they'll be. England. Oh, wow. All right, good deal. And, no uh, bangers and mash then. Uh, bangers and mash. <laughs> when do we get the, uh, the NFL schedule? So I was going to say around Thanksgiving time, we'll have some football and we'll have Ooh, some Oh, did soccer. you see the Detroit's going to be the Hard Knocks team? Yes. That's going to be cool. I like, so immediately, 
there was a lot of oh that's boring but like dan campbell yeah is, is great can't wait to see him eat some chicken wings tony's a big fan of jared Goff's significant other oh <laughs> who isn't <laughs> so she'll be uh i'm sure in that quite a bit last year the football schedule was released on april 21st so uh we'll probably get a special coming up later this month before the draft on our nfl schedule release i always find these i kind of find them overdone i, 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 I like it because i like the nfl and it's something to talk about. right it does give us um a way to attack like we learn the bye week and maybe we start forecasting what these teams are but even these selection shows you're just like man can you just print it you didn't miss anything you, you shouldn't have even today i know you missed the results and you watched all the stuff that didn't matter you still didn't miss anything you just pull it up and you find out we play these four teams i'm more so like looking at it well i used to because i would like go to a game a year but i don't even go to games anymore and try to figure out all right is ecu home or away when washington plays this team so i would do that now it's more okay do we have monday night do we have sunday night do we play on thanksgiving that crap what's the most exciting selection show is it the gotta be march madness March Madness. i kind of like what are the the nba draft lottery oh drafts that one's fun oh that i I mean it's silly because i hate it they don't do a show before it. They just well, do it. it's still way too long. They have yeah. to introduce everybody. Dan Gilbert's son. That's true. It does make me mad though that like when the not the not worst team, you know, the worst team doesn't get the first pick. Yeah. So I mean, I hate the lottery system, but it is still exciting to see who screws over the worst team. I think it works in a sense because the tanking did get real bad to to a point where you can't incentivize that. So. I mean, I know it happens in football, too. But. We have a new overtime rule this yeah. week, Tony. Oh, yeah. At least for, for the playoffs. Yeah. They're going to give both teams the ball. Yeah. The Josh Allen, Kansas City Chiefs rule. Makes sense. It is interesting that they're not doing it in the regular season. And those games are important because that's how you get to the playoffs. I agree. So, that we'll be complaining about that uh, during the regular season, I'm sure, when a team loses that we like. Or they it results in a tie. Yep, we uh, we I don't feel like, like they those should ties. just go to the college rules almost a little bit. And I just do too. Maybe move the move it back some. I wonder why they don't. Does it have something to do with stats or gambling? Like they don't want to see sixty five to sixty four scores. Uh, you think it's anything? Maybe uh, some people say that's got to do with how many snaps. Like, is it going to increase the amount of snaps? Yeah. I don't know if that. I don't really feel like the NFL cares about that at all. Maybe that's the players' union that does that. Um, maybe they're trying to keep themselves separate from the college game to a certain degree maybe you know that's like, below us for yeah. the for us to play like that yeah and that's for the peasants uh so what's the chatter tony all draft stuff this time of year at cat chronicles yeah i mean it's just a, a fan argument right now it's the fans that want to take a risk on a quarterback uh the fans that believe that that would be um irresponsible w- w- while passing on really good offensive linemen and the fans who don't think that either is enough, so they want this like giant long-term building of lots of picks. So, and then the Matt Rule hate just stays constant at this point. It just goes hand in hand. It's a, just a, such a weird deal where you've got ninety-nine percent of your fan base that thinks he won't be around this time next yeah. year. Yeah. So you're trying to build a team and you don't even know who you're building it for. There's literally one person that likes Matt Rule, and he used to be uh, on my podcast, Mel Mayock, and 
he's, he's like he the there? only person. Well, he, as he like dug his heels in, he probably yeah. don't even really like him. But now he's gone too far. I don't know. He goes, I just want to see Matt Rule be a long term success. And you're like, oh my god. But uh, there is that. You, but you bring up a great question or a good point. Is I think there's only one way for Matt Rule to save his job, like, and that is to sell us hope in 2022. And that and means that, a a young QB, a, a fun. Something that Somebody says our behind. future is going to be better. Yeah. Twelve and five, that right? You're, that you're going to hate, right? Well, no, I would only hate it if it was with Deshaun Watson. I don't want to reset. I that know take everybody yet. doesn't like that take, but I have. There is something to it. The other thing is, though, is that like that's what's going to help him. That's the outside chance he's going to keep his job. But there's a argument, though. Some people believe that that's not even enough. So then people are saying, Jeez. well, why would you take a quarterback? still fire your coach and then bring in another coach who, who may, might want another quarterback right like another That's josh rosen is, yeah so i think this if the carolina panthers take an offensive lineman at number six it tells us this is that matt rule is a dead man walking if they take a quarterback at six it means that we're going to give them an honest chance to sell us some hope and he still may be fired yeah i like that take Thanks, Tony. All right, man. Thank Enjoyed you. It. We'll uh, take a timeout. Come back hour three. We'll talk to Morgan Aylers when we return and make you a winner. We've got a 15-pack of the limited edition Bush Latte aluminum bottles and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's on the line. We'll talk to Morgan and have our winner when we return hour three after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the program. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube and search for Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. And the Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Cellular fifth quarter call-in show during football season. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV and subscribe today. Now let's head back into the show. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All right, freshly shaven Zach Agnos going to lead things off for East Carolina as we got that up on ESPN Plus here in the Pirate Radio studios, Cincinnati, wearing very ugly uniforms today. Pirates and Bearcats going at it. Uh, saw some bad news scroll across Twitter a moment ago. Riley Johnson, ECU outfielder, will miss the rest of the season. He needs shoulder surgery. So, Riley Johnson uh, not available for the remainder of the 2022 season. Pirates and Bearcats getting underway. We'll keep you updated, give you that lineup momentarily. We'll talk uh, a little Pirate football and hoops now with the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Amenji's Coliseum, Morgan Aylers joining us morgan how you doing today sir i am doing fantastic clip thanks for having me yes sir uh let's start with hoops let's start with pirate hoops morgan have you 
had a chance uh, michael mike schwartz has been here for a brief moment and then other than that i think he's been out recruiting have you had a chance to uh talk to meet the new coach yet no i haven't uh from everything that i've i've heard have been really positive reactions to him so far and uh, and you know obviously i joe dooley and i have known each other for a long long time good friends and i hated to see you know coach go and you know, like he told me, he said, with every door that closes, one opens. So that's a new opportunity for him. And Coach Schwartz comes in. It's a big opportunity from him. And uh, from the people that I know in the business, they, they speak very, very highly of him. I think he'll do a good job here. Speaking of Joe Dooley, been been talking to folks about his potential landing spot next, Morgan. Uh, and I got to say, I was happy today when I saw that Levi Watkins was named an assistant coach at NC State which takes up a seat there because uh, I did not want to see Joe Dooley uh, in Raleigh wearing red like Ruffin McNeil does. Uh, but I understand he's got some really high-profile uh, opportunities that might be coming his way. And I don't know, what are you hearing about Joe Dooley's next potential stop as an assistant coach? I know that uh, you know Joe's well thought of in the coaching industry. Yeah. He hustles, he goes out, and you know he loves to recruit, and that's what it be it a head coach or uh, one of the top assistants at a major program that's what you like to have in your assistants and uh, you know he, there's a chance maybe he ends up in the NBA as well you know and so I wouldn't necessarily say college is his final destination there's a chance he might end up in the NBA and wherever he goes I'm sure Joe will do a great job and I hate to see him leave Greenville but uh, you know things happen and you got to move on from it especially in the world of college and college athletics because it is such a big business and uh you know sometimes change is good for both parties and uh we'll probably be hearing about a lot of jobs here this week or in the next few days with the coaching conventions going on the final four and all that morgan we are down to four kansas villanova just after six o'clock on saturday right here on pirate radio and then after that north carolina and duke and morgan you have been around here a while and and you've been djing and been in these bars and places during games and you know how it can get i can't imagine what the sports bars are going to be like late night saturday night with carolina fans and duke fans all uh bunched together talking junk uh, because this one has the most bragging rights on the line that we've ever seen and maybe ever will see it the only way it could get bigger is if they meet for a national championship uh but it's amazing this is the first time this has ever happened morgan in the ncaa tournament it's funny you say about the bars and the restaurants because just as soon as carolina won i I looked at Sandra. I said, well, I know every sports bar in North Carolina is tickled to death. Absolutely. You know, because that is an extra. That's that's another Super Bowl matchup. You know, there's certain games and certain things that happen uh, in college basketball and kind of in sports in general, the Super Bowl, the, the college football national championship. And in North Carolina, the national semifinals between Duke and Carolina will be right up there from a dollar standpoint. So, good for the bars because uh, over the last few years they sure deserve no doubt about it yeah and uh playing catch up with with the covid stuff and uh they're gonna have a, a pretty penny or two coming up on saturday night how about the game itself morgan there's so much talk has been about the legacy what about the uh the game north carolina and duke part three they split in the regular season who takes it on saturday night well i'll tell you i think both teams are playing really well right now i think uh duke is playing with a lot of emotion and you know, the Blue Devils players, they want to coach K to go out with a national championship with a storybook ending that would be for him. And for the Tar Heel players, you know, they're, they're, they've they started playing really good basketball. They beat Duke the final regular season game. 
struggled a bit in the ACC tournament. Then they've really turned it on as of late, playing really good chemistry basketball right now. And uh, they would like nothing better than to send Coach K home, packing one game shy of a national championship, and for them a chance to play for Coach Hubert Davis. And uh, it's just, you know, I don't know who's going to win this game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. Um, wouldn't shock me if Duke won. It wouldn't shock me if Carolina won either. Will the team that wins that game Saturday night, Morgan, win on Monday? Will they have enough in the tank emotionally? Uh, certainly they have enough uh, as far as talent goes, but they're going to you know, have so much emotion on the line on Saturday night. Can they get back up for Kansas and Villanova? I think that's that's kind of fascinating because after you win that game that seems like it is the Super Bowl, you still got another one to play two nights later. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You know, I think that it's going to be uh, a lot of emotion. I think that's when the, the coaching aspect yeah. of it and the being able to handle the players' emotions and being able to deal with it because, you know, in either locker room on Saturday, whoever wins Duke or Carolina, it's going to be just, you know, euphoria. And you hear the coaches always say, well, you have the 24-hour rule. I think with this, in this case, you have maybe a 12-hour rule that you'll you'll play the game Saturday night. It'll be over by about 11 o'clock. And uh, by the next day at 12 o'clock, we're moving on to the national championship, have a walkthrough, do our scouting report, and uh, you know, get yourself and get your mindset right because you know it's going to be a war. Because Villanova and Kansas, yes, they're going to be very emotional coming out, but the emotion's going to be nowhere near what it is for Duke and Carolina. Morgan Ayler's joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Morgan, uh, enjoyed the March Madness. I've enjoyed following some spring football as well. Holton Ayler's joins us Mondays here on Pirate Radio Live. He'll join us coming up Monday and the following Monday to talk spring football. And I, I just... I love how different it is now, Morgan, than it was a few years ago, where Holton said, basically, if the coaches, for some reason, couldn't show up to practice, we could run a practice now. And I always go back to that Mike Houston comment when he first got here that we got to teach these guys how to practice. That was pretty concerning when we heard that years ago. Now, Holton's saying, hey, we could handle this ourselves if the coaches aren't around. It just shows the continuity where and uh, you know Blake Harrell year three, Donnie K, Mike Houston have been around a while now. Holden's been around a while. You know his, his backfield, his O line, leaders on the defense. You got so many guys. They've built depth. They are just like they so far along at this point now, Morgan, in the spring than they were years ago, and it's very refreshing to hear. It is, and I think a big part of that too, Cliff, is the the summer workouts that they have and the uh, workouts that they have prior to spring ball that the coaches aren't allowed to work with them, but maybe an hour a week or two hours a week on the field. And there's, if I'm not mistaken, when the coaches are out there, they, they, they can't have football. They, can, they, they can't have a football out there. So what the players have had to do, and, and the older players really bought into it, is they get a sheet and say, this is what we need you to do. So they do have to go out and run practices in the summertime mm-hmm. and, and the workouts and, you know, for what you're exactly what you're saying, you know, every coach comes in and has their own style, just like Coach Schwartz is going to have his own style versus Coach Dooley's. Um, and with Coach Houston here now going into year four, you know, there's a lot to be said for uh, everything that's going on with these players because it is an experienced group. You know, you got guys on the offensive line, you got running backs that have been here three years. You know, the COVID year gave everybody another year. And, uh, you know these these guys want it. They want it bad this year, and I'm I'm so excited to see them go out there and, and 
and battle. You know, everybody, this is going to be the hype game of the year with NC State. Yeah. But that's just one football game out of 12. And the players need to go out there and uh, realize that play, you know, get a win over the Wolf Puppies and really shock their world a little bit. That would be so great. But win or lose that game, you know, that's one of 12. And that's where, again, coaching has to come in to make sure they understand that uh, we got a lot of work to do, but you put the work in not only this summer, but last summer, the summer before last, and everything's moving in the right direction. I got a feeling it's going to be a special year for Pirate football. Pirates will be scrimmaging coming up on Saturday, spring game coming up a week from Saturday, so some fun times around here. Our last taste of football until we get to uh, to August with camp and then September when the real action begins. Morgan, appreciate you joining us today, man. What you got going on this weekend? Uh, I'm actually playing at Market Street Pub tonight in Washington. All right. And then uh, going to be watching football and in the morning and then basketball and WrestleMania the rest of the weekend. Oh, yeah. I forgot to – yeah, let's just quickly before we let you go. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most for this year's WrestleMania? Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. <laughs> they, I, thought you would go there that that might be my answer too just to see what uh what steve austin does in a ring for the first time in a long time so I, i'm looking forward to that as well it's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna play the hits he's gonna do yeah. a stunner he's gonna do a stomp and he's gonna you know do that kind of thing drink a few beers i don't know did you get a chance to catch it a couple weeks ago when kevin owens came out in the beginning of the show austin's music hits have you seen that I did not. CJ, uh, did you? I'm sure CJ Schaefer probably saw it. I, I did not he see that. Go on and watch it when he comes out because he's got a bald cap on. He's got <laughs> Steve's, you know. I love Kevin Owens, though. Yeah. And oh, Kevin Owens to me is great. Yeah. He's awesome. He's, he's maybe one of my favorites. But he comes out and he's imitates Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring. Then halfway through it, Austin's music hits and everybody goes absolutely nuts. And he goes, ah, I got you. Oh, no. That was real good. Oh, man. I mean, you need to watch that. It's real good. But I'm, I'm excited about that. It should be fun. Should All right. Be enjoy the wrestling. Enjoy the football and your hoops as well, Morgan. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right. Y'all have a great weekend. Later, man. Uh, that's a throwback. That reminds me of, uh, didn't Shawn Michaels do that with Bret Hart at least once? He did it with Bret Hart, uh, with Bret Hart's music in Montreal. <laughs> the ultimate troll. Uh, and Kevin Owens is a really good troll, too. Yeah, isn't definitely. It? good stuff all right let's uh chandler i'm gonna need you to open up booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere the booty bag we finish each other's sandwiches 317-1250 we'll do caller eight right now caller eight wins a 15-pack of aluminum bottles, Bush, a latte, and a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Booty bag is open. Caller 8, who are you? We'll find out when we return after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archive local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. And congratulations to Kevin Cozart, the first Free Beer Friday winner of April. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Free Beer Friday. Congratulations, Kevin. Uh, East Carolina in the bottom of the first inning taking on Cincinnati. No score. Bearcats runner on first. Pirates threatened a bit in the top of the first. Zach Agnos leadoff single. Josh Moylan walked, but East Carolina could not put a run on the on the board. So it's Jake Kuchmaner pitching with one on, nobody out in the bottom of the first inning after an infield single. Kind of a tough play for Amac, and then he spiked the ball uh, on the ground across the infield. Um, and now the Pirates have one out in the bottom of the first inning. We'll keep you up to date on that. On your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. Uh, but right now, we will talk Final Four. Who's it going to be? Carolina Duke, Kansas Nova. Let's ask the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, as he joins us here on a Friday. Big man, how you doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Quinn? Hey, doing great. Looking forward to a fun Saturday of basketball. Folks can hear it right here on Pirate Radio if you're out and about. Westwood One's coverage of Villanova, Kansas, and North Carolina Duke. And... Jeff, uh, we've started all week with North Carolina Duke. Let's start with the undercard uh, in this one, which is going to be uh, a, a great basketball game. You got Kansas as a four-point favorite over the now undermanned Wildcats. Uh, the total of this game sitting at one thirty-three. Kansas, out of the four teams remaining, Jeff have been the, I guess, best and most consistent basketball team uh, that's left in the uh, the tournament field this year. Uh, can they knock off Villanova? They are a favorite in the game, and again, Nova dealing with a big injury. So, what do you think about this matchup coming up at six twelve on Saturday? Uh, I mean, I definitely lean Kansas. I mean, the loss of Moore is pronounced. He's a great defender. He takes the most shots. He gets to the free throw line more than anyone on Villanova. Um, you know, look, Jay Wright's a great game planner, but that's a big loss. What it forces you to do is play kids that. You don't normally want playing that many minutes. This is not a deep team as it is. And Jay has not fared well with high-level recruits, and that's one of the reasons he's in the spot. Now, that being said, they're still a very good team, but that's a big loss. I mean, you you now have one less body to deal with, uh, Lightfoot and McCormick and Akbaji and all these different creators that they have. Um, This is also a terrific Kansas three-point defense. Villanova thrives very much on the three-point shot. Um, I also don't think they can guard McCormick. That's a problem. I think he has a big game. I just I don't think this is a great matchup, quite honestly. Now, I might be downplaying Villanova, but without more, um, I'm going to lean on Kansas here. I think they win this game, um, you know, probably like by seven to, you know, between seven to ten points. I don't have a problem laying four here with the Kansas. I hadn't talked about the total in this game or really the North Carolina Duke game a lot this week, big man. How about that as far as you look at Kansas, this tournament blew out. 
Texas Southern scoring 83. It was 79-72 against Creighton. It was uh, a lower scoring game. Providence came back in the second half 66-61 in that one. And then they just dominated uh, Miami 76-50. So you look at this total, uh, what, what do you think about 133, Jeff? I don't know. I mean, I lean over. I mean, I, both efficient offenses, quite honestly. Um, I felt like both got the 65, and I think you have a shot at hitting this one uh, over. I, I think it's like a 72-65 type of game. Um, obviously, you have to worry about the sight lines here. It's a, a big uh, stadium and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I, I find I lean over. I mean, I think 132.5 is the best number you can get on that. So, yeah, I, I lean over. I think both teams – I mean, both games, you're very efficient teams. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, I run into North Carolina and Duke fans every day. So this thing uh, has been talked about, worn out. I'm, I'm interested as an outsider of the state of North Carolina and, and a guy outside of Tobacco Road. Are you tired of hearing about this? Are you excited that they're finally meeting in the tournament? What's your, uh, your outsider's take on North Carolina Duke Saturday night? Uh... I'm pretty sick of hearing about it, quite honestly. But I've been sick of hearing about Duke for a while now. I actually kind of like Carolina. I, 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 you know, if you go back to my season previews, I thought this was, you know, a team that had a lot of talent. I thought they had the best front court in the country, arguably, uh, and I was really excited. I, I think you, you know, I think my exact words were: if Caleb Love plays well, I think this is a Final Four type of team. Uh, now it's funny because most of these people that hate me will never tell those things. Uh, they'll only talk about when I lose on a game. But, yeah, look, I- I'm sick of Duke, but I, I actually like Carolina. I really like uh, what they do. I like Hubert Davis. Uh, I don't I don't see four-point difference between these two teams. You know, color me maybe a little bit of a square on that, but I honestly don't think Duke is four points better than Carolina. Um, I-, I took Carolina. I'll be on them in this game. I think they're playing at a super high level. I think they have some matchup concerns as far as I think Manic could be a real problem for them. Keep in mind, in both games this year, he had 21 and 20 points against Duke. Um, I think guard play right now is a complete flip. I think Leaky Black is the biggest part of this game. If Leaky Black can defend Wendell Moore, um, I, I think I think Carolina wins this game. Big man on campus uh, going with the Tar Heels Saturday night. Jeff, the total at 151 and a half both previous matchups this year went over that number now this is the the gigantic dome stadium so you talk about sight lines and maybe three-point shots not being as accurate as if you're playing in a smaller gym you know does that bother you or or do you like uh would you ride with the over here like the first two matchups went well, I mean, this is the exact kind of game you want as, as quote, a neutral. If you're a fan, you know, you want um, good offense, which both these teams have, good front courts, with both, with both te- uh, which both teams have. Neither teams turn it over. Uh, both these teams are very efficient uh, from three and from two. Um, they both hit the glass hard. Good big matchup. Baycott and Bancaro is terrific. Uh, then you have just kind of the, the, the random guys like your Mark Williams or your, your Manic or your uh Dawson Garcia or somebody like that um so yeah I, I feel like both these teams pretty efficient now Dawson Garcia hasn't played in a while it'd be interesting to see if he were involved in this game how it would kind of go um the other people have had to step up or, uh, you know like uh Adantra Styles or Leaky Black or somebody like that but I think this offensively is a great game you look at both games this season 94-81 you know 87-67 I both were pretty high scoring quite honestly so um, I don't think we see anything different here. Um, good, good offense, 
good efficiency on both sides. Jeff Nadeau joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, last time we'll talk to the big man for a while, but try to get him on for some some draft props in late April. But, Jeff, we've talked to you this entire college basketball season. Uh, we really appreciated your time joining us as we get into this, this coaching carousel. We see Willard go from Seton Hall to Maryland. Of course, Shaheen Holloway, this was no surprise at all. Holloway going back to his alma mater at Seton Hall. Anything stood out to you in the coaching carousel? Rob Lanier uh, goes to SMU as Jankovic is out there. Anything kind of stood out to you so far? You got the, the Millers, I think, coming back, right? Archie Miller, and uh, or at least uh, Sean Miller returning. So it's been a busy coaching carousel here. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, obviously, I felt like you know one of the real elite hires, I, I thought last year one of the great hires was uh, – Tommy Lloyd to Arizona. I kind of feel the same way about Shaheen to Seton Hall. I think he's a great hire. I've been yearning for Seton Hall to fire Kevin Willard and bring the right coach in. Um, I also like Matt McMahon to LSU. Uh, Matt McMahon was terrific at Murray State. They really need just a stable coach at LSU. Uh, They dealt with all the nonsense of Will Wade. I kind of liken it to what Baylor, when they had to you know, kind of move on from our brows and some of that stuff, they went out and hired Matt Rule. It was a great hire, really stabilized the program. Matt McMahon's a hell of a coach. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you know who scouted John Morant? Matt McMahon. Nobody mm. believed John Morant was a worth worthy recruit. He did. He offered him a scholarship. Uh, and look at John Morant now. Uh, he is going to do very good things at LSU. Um, also, I mean, you talk about just things that are going on. I mean, Arkansas is – I'm, I wish I could find a book that was offered 2023 20, odds. <laughs> Arkansas continues to, I mean, I'm losing value by the day here. Uh, Arkansas is going to be, I think, the consensus number one going against the next year. They picked up a few, what is it, two or three five stars, I believe I saw, Jeff. Is that right? Yeah, yeah two or three. They also, uh, looks like Note is going to return. Yeah. I think Jalen Williams is going to return. Wow. Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be nasty. Jeff, uh, can you believe the sleepy town of Greenville, North Carolina, where we're talking to you right now, just across the street, a stone's throw away, uh, DJ Diesel, maybe better known as Shaquille O'Neal, will be performing at Doggy Jams, and you got Brianna Chicken Fry from Barstool here, and uh, it's a freaking party right across the street from us, big man. Well, I will tell you now, uh, a lot of people know this about me. I am a big fan of of dance music. Uh, It's one of my... Uh, kind of weaknesses, quite honestly. I uh, I enjoy dance music. I have since I was a kid. And I will tell you, um, I've listened to many of Shaq's sets. Um, a lot of people in the DJ world wonder if he's actually mixing or not. But right. I'll tell you right now, you want a party. Uh, Shaq is terrific on awesome. the ones and twos. Uh, obviously, the music he plays is he plays a lot of dubstep and that kind of stuff. But I like that kind of music. So yeah, Shaq's terrific. I think uh, I think the people there will enjoy that if. if you know, especially college kids. They yeah. Have, uh, the vibe Shaq. Shaq's a great guy, too. Yeah, and uh, cool to have him in Greenville, North Carolina. Big man, uh, great to talk with you this basketball season. We will keep in touch. Uh, hopefully, we can track you down later on at the end of this month, maybe talk some draft props. But I've really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, keep up the great work with the sit-down podcast, everything you got going on. Of course, we'll follow you on Twitter at JeffNADU. And uh, like, a, if you need anything from us, big man, uh, just let us know. Uh, we'll definitely do some draft stuff. You know, I love doing that. Also, uh, I, I'm just going to be busy. I got. Uh, I just want to let everybody know, and I let you know. I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a baseball show with Donnie Wrightside. Oh, nice. Uh, I love your duo with him, man. That's what got me hooked on you. You guys doing the college basketball show years ago. 
Yeah, we'll be doing a. We've been. We've been. Uh, it's going to be with BetUS, so we're going to stick with them. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. We got a. We got an analytical guy on with us as well, so it'll be a fun show. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Clip. Uh, always appreciate the people at uh, Pirate Radio. Thank you, big man. Jeff Nadeau joining us today, and we'll talk to him later on this month because it's April 1st. We have begun uh, draft month here for the NFL. Ah, Things not going good in Cincinnati. East Carolina down 4 nothing, trying to get out of the first inning. More on that in a moment. And we'll talk to Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show. When we return on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Alrighty, welcome back to the show for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests. They can make you a winner like Kevin Cozart today with the Free Beer Friday. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the close to 54,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, AMAC at the plate for East Carolina, and he just hits one high and deep and out of here. That is a home run for Alec Makarevich. A solo shot, and East Carolina is on the board. It is four to one in Cincinnati. Pretty good timing there, as uh, the Pirates give up four in the first inning. Some control issues and some bad luck, and uh, some Cincinnati hits as well mixed in there. But that might get the Pirates going as Amac hits one over the left field wall. So uh, four to one, the score. And Cincinnati will keep up to date on that. We will now talk some golf, some hoops, and a little bit of everything with Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way 8 to 10 a.m. on Pirate Radio on Saturday morning. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Clip. How are you doing today? Fantastic. And uh, let's start with the golf. Let's start with the topic of the week, Greeny, and that is Tiger Woods going to Augusta, playing a practice round. What is the the latest on Tiger and his potential to be playing uh, next Thursday in the Masters, Greeny? Uh, you're hearing both sides. I mean, uh, you, you heard rumors leading up to the, the plane taking off uh, out of Florida to head up to Augusta that he had had Joey LaCava down at his club medalist down in Florida, and they were walking 18 whole rounds leading up to this. And then, he, you know, there's no carts at Augusta, so he had to walk. He had Charlie with him and Justin Thomas, obviously. Um, so we, we didn't hear much more than that. So, you know, the question is, can Tiger actually make it? And, you know, for the listeners out there, if you, if you have never been to Augusta, the, the view that you get on TV does absolutely no justice. And you've heard people say that before, but I'm, I'm here to tell you 1,000% that that golf course is a lot more hilly and a lot more difficult to walk around than you would anticipate and you would even pick up from being on TV. So, mm. You know, I don't know if Tiger can walk four rounds at this point. Does he go out and, you know, and at least give it a try? Does he just go out and play the par three? 
and not play the Masters? I don't know. I mean, I think there's speculation on both sides. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen, and we might not know until the last minute. Mark Greenhouse Greeny joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, I'm looking at the Valero Texas Open leaderboard, and I might be missing it, but it doesn't seem like there's the biggest list of names on this leaderboard. Is you know who, who's playing this week and who is uh, practicing right now or taking some time off, getting prepared for the Masters? It's like a lot of big names aren't participating. Yeah, you get a smattering. I mean, there's always players that like to take the week off before a major. There's players that like to, to play their way into a major championship. So uh, there's there's two different sides of that. I mean, you got guys like Jordan Spieth who won this event last year. You got Rory McIlroy playing. Uh, you got a few. I mean, Hideki Matsuyama was playing, but has struggled with neck issues, so he has withdrawn. Um, the curious one for me is, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, we have not seen him since he won the Players' Championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. You go look at his record, and after a win, he traditionally doesn't play for a couple weeks, and then it's not a very good start after that. So he went from being on uh, maybe on the top, one of the top picks on my Masters list to, man, I don't know if I could pick him uh, based on his history coming back after a couple weeks off. Looks like he is third on the odds I'm looking at, third highest odds to win the Masters. John Rahm at the top. Jordan Spieth is up there with Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, and then uh, the others. As you look at this uh, a week out, Greeny, uh, do you have a, a favorite or two picked out yet? I know you'll be uh, picking your golfers for the, the Golf Shop Radio Show, but who are you targeting for uh, your Masters next week? Man, it is hard to bet against John Rahm. I mean, you know, we, we've gone from a, a seventh place finish and a, and a fifth place finish. I mean, it's it's hard to bet against that. Um, you know, Dustin Johnson's won here, but DJ just hasn't been able to eliminate that driver going left, and that's going to be a big problem at the Masters. You got rumors of Bryson DeChambeau hitting a, a, a wedge into thirteen again in, the, in a practice round on Monday or something like that. So. But I just don't think Bryson has the patience to play Augusta National the way it needs to be played and just really put the driver in the bag and maybe only use it three times. So uh, beyond that, you start looking at guys, you know, in the Tommy Scotty Scheffler is, is as hot as anybody. He's up to number one now. But, you know, other than Tiger Woods, I don't think number one has won the Masters before. So um, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you got somebody like Colin Morikawa who, who hits his irons really well but maybe struggles driving the ball. Um, Victor Hovland, Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay missed the cut last time here. Um, when Justin Thomas is on, he's as good at moving the ball around as anybody, but we haven't seen that since the Players' Championship last year. So there's a lot of question marks on this uh, on this uh, you know potential leaderboard for the Masters. And, of course, Hideki, our defending champion, struggling with uh, health issues right now. Mark Greenheld's Greeny joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We are all jacked up around here to see – Harold Varner III in his first Masters, Greeny, what do the numbers say? Uh, do you know what they say about first-timers playing uh, in the Masters at Augusta? i got to imagine it's uh, it's probably not great, right? No, it's not. I mean, there's probably uh, a couple of maybe uh, winners in the past. Uh, you know, what you'll generally see is you might see some first-timers or some guys that, you know, are fairly new to the Masters. I mean, they're always up there on Thursdays and Fridays, but then you you turn the you know you turn the page to Saturday and Sunday, and, uh, and you know pressure ramps up a little bit, and you see how people respond. Unfortunately, the one thing for Harold is that putting, and we all know that the big thing at Augusta National is putting. You you know, and Jack, I saw an article yesterday where Jack Nicklaus said, "Man, there's six shots 
really that are, are the ones that you have to pass the test on at Augusta National. And, you know, he, he noted the, the two shots at 13, the drive and the, and the second shot into the green. He noted the, uh, the second shot into 15. Um, a, another shocker that I never knew about Jack Nicklaus is in all the years and all the shots that Jack has hit in tournament conditions, at the 16th hole at Augusta National, he's never once hit it in the water in a tournament round. <laughs> um, but he And he says that's not a shot that concerns you. Obviously, the shot into 12, the par 3, the second shot into 11. Um, and, and he said the tee shot on 2. So those are the shots that you have to survive. But other than that, it's all about putting at Augusta National. And we all know that that's Harold's downfall. Greeny, uh, it always seems like, and, and Fred Couples' name comes to my mind, but there's uh, like an old veteran that hangs around for, for three days, makes the cut, and, and is up there. Is there, a, is there an older veteran in mind that, uh, that might surprise this weekend that might be a fun story for a few days in Augusta? Well, it would have been Phil. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, at this point, I mean, Bernard Langer's been the one the last couple of years. Uh, you know, Freddie's back has been giving him so much issue that – um, it's just, he, you know, he, he struggles now, but when the back is in decent shape, Freddie hits it long enough and Freddie is a great ball striker. Uh, obviously it comes down to putting for Freddie, but Bernard Langer is the other one that's been hanging around. Maybe the one to watch this time around is, is, a, is another first timer, uh, trying to work his way in. And if he plays well enough this week, he might be there is Richard Bland. I mean, it, we've kind of got to watch for him right now. He's 53rd in the world rankings. If he can squeeze his way up to number 50, he's in this week. He's 49 years old, and he's been playing, as, you know, pretty darn good on both the European tour and now over on the on the American tour. So, I mean, man, if he can get in, maybe that's the guy you look for on Thursday and Friday from a first-time perspective and one of the elder statesmen at 49 years old. Good stuff uh, from Mark Greenheld. You can check out the Golf Shop Radio Show Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how about uh, the Final Four coming up Saturday? Those games coming up right here on Pirate Radio, and it is North Carolina Duke for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. So much on the line here, especially for these fan bases with who's going to have the ultimate bragging rights after this game but how about the, the game itself greeny duke a four-point favorite it seems about right uh who are you taking in this matchup i gotta think that uh that duke has learned their lesson and it, it almost seems like that they've loosened up a little bit i mean you know they they played coach k's last home game and you could just see that they played tight they played coach k's last acc championship game and they just kind of played tight and now it's like every game is, you know, potentially his last game if they lose. So it's almost like that they've accepted that now. And they're playing a little bit looser than they normally will. And I just kind of think that Duke has got enough enough talent on that team to put North Carolina to the test. What we've seen out of North Carolina so far is that if you can get them in foul trouble, if you can kind of wear them down, I mean, they've got five players. Um, you know, and, and we saw what happened against Baylor. I mean, a, a great start to that game. You get a guy fouled out, you get a guy kicked out, and suddenly, you know, it evaporates a 25-point lead and you need somebody else to step up, and that always doesn't happen. So, um, you know, North Carolina's probably got to continue to play as great as they've been playing to handle Duke this time around. I, I just can't see under this situation that Duke lets them win this game. Greeny, good stuff, man. What uh, you got coming up Saturday, 8 a.m. on Pirate Radio on the Golf Shop Radio Show? Uh, we'll check in with our man Bill Bender, talk a little bit of uh, about all sports. Uh, we've got Charlie Meacham, who is the former LPGA commissioner, 
who spent a lot of time with Arnie and Jack. So he's got a, bo- a new book coming out uh, around uh, his time spent with Arnie and Jack. So maybe we'll get some cool stories from him. Uh, we're going to check in down at Myrtle Beach. Uh, the, the World Amateur Handicap Championship uh, is open for people to start signing up for. I mean, that's the world's largest amateur golf tournament down there in the beach. I mean, they play like on 50 golf courses. So we'll check in with Scott Tomasello. And then we got Nick Bradley, who is a, an instructor, who is an author, uh, instructor for Nick Faldo and Justin Thomas, just to name a few. So lots going on this weekend. Great stuff, Greeny. Look forward to chatting with you next Friday. We will uh, talk Masters as it is ha- it is happening. So have a great show tomorrow, and we'll catch up with you again next week. All right, good stuff. Have a good one, Cliff. There is Mark Greenhills joining us on a Friday. Check him out 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio on Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll take our final time out, come back, wrap things up. This is like three guys hanging out, eating beef jerky. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, man. How you doing, man? Doing great. How's the kids? Uh, who cares? Yeah, who cares, right? Yeah. Bro time. How's the old ball and chain? Oh, man. I don't even ask that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody's having fun over there at the Five Points Plaza, but yeah. hey, little hey. did they know we're having a great time over here at the Pirate Radio studio. Man. Real party's over here, guys. Yeah, I want to give you a high five. I want to give you a handshake. I want to shake your hand. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap it up on a Friday. Just a couple bros being bros. Back after this. Rock on. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. The Breaker, Tie Breakers, is open every day at 11 a.m. is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, sandwiches, appetizers, Cold beer and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Ford and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Garrett Saylor in the game for East Carolina in the second inning. It's not a great sign. Nope. Uh, Cincinnati up 5-1 to one on East Carolina. Actually, was that Saylor in the bullpen? Nope, that was him on the mound. And Cincinnati is not going to score any more this inning because Lane Hoover makes the catch just shy of the warning track. And we go to the top of the third inning. Bearcats 5, Pirates 1, top of the lineup coming up. Hopefully brighter innings ahead and brighter days ahead. And this one for the freshly shaved East Carolina Pirates following Mustache March. By the way, uh, Zach Agnos, the winner. If you're scoring it, he knocked off CJ Mayhew. Wow. Last year's winner, CJ Mayhew, goes down. Down. I guess this is a good uh, April Fool's gag. (laughs) April Fool's. Phil Murphy, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey, (laughs) 
He said, uh, he tweeted out, breaking, I just signed an executive order changing the New Jersey state bird to the middle finger. What a terrible, terrible joke. We are just, we are just a classless nation. Classless. Completely classless. Classless. The world is laughing at us. Um, I'm laughing at Qatar after that <laughs> display they had today. I'm laughing a lot, too. For the World Cup draw as that was a giant joke um all right final four this weekend chandler you're going with the favorites cj you're going with the favorites mm. <laughs> i'm going yeah i'm going with the favorites. what upset is most likely nova over kansas carolina over duke carolina over duke is more likely so you think nova the injury was too much i think it'll play an impact or you think kansas is too good I think it, uh, well, actually, I think both of those things are kind of true, but I also just think no matter how good a Carolina or Duke team is on paper, that they game, play it's a toss up. Yeah, that's true. I want this one feels this one's going to be weird on that neutral site final four. Yeah, because you're right. I remember taking Carolina in the second game against Duke, and you watch that first one. Boy, there was no reason to take North Carolina the second time around, but it was only because rivalry game they're getting like nine and a half points ten right. points whatever it was that's a lot I mean, and and now it's shrunk to four for this one uh on a neutral court but yeah you're right uh how about you chandler most likely upset the, the but it's not even really an upset we're talking about two four point spreads they're, they're all good teams i mean carolina's really they're red hot right now um you know they 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 ruined the ho- or they ruined coach k's last game at cameron wouldn't be surprised if the Tar Heels ruin his season in general tonight or tomorrow night and uh, end his career at Duke. So I'm going to go Carolina over Duke for the most likely to happen, but I will take Duke tomorrow night. Money line. Uh, longest winning streak. Okay, it's, I know Nova's up there because they won the Big East tournament. The Kansas, yes, Kansas did win the Big 12 tournament. So both of those teams rolled through their conference tournaments and have won these games, North Carolina and Duke. Lost to the same team in the ACC tournament, the Hokies. I really need Nova to win for my sake in the NCAA tournament bracket challenge. What do you mean? I thought it was over. Well, I mean, y'all thought it was over. Y'all kept telling me it was over. But apparently, Igo comes in here the other day and says, I have a chance to win because he has Duke as his national champion. If Duke makes it to the national championship game, and if Kansas makes it to the national uh, championship game, and if Duke wins the national championship, Stephen Igo. I believe if the math is right, and if Igo is right, because he said this, he will be the Bracket Challenge champion here at Pirate Radio. So, that has uh, to occur, and that is the most likely outcome of this thing, according to the odds. Yeah. So, I'm in trouble. Interesting. <laughs> Boy, the times uh, times have changed. Oh, how the tables turn and the turns table. The turns have tabled. Uh, all right, Pirates uh, down 5-1 to one as we leave you here on a Friday. We'll be talking to... The guy who just drew a walk, who has reached base twice already, Zach Agnos, and a couple of his teammates coming up. And the mustache uh, march. Champion. Champion. Uh, We'll talk to Zach, CJ Mayhew, also Ryder Giles, and Bryson World coming up Monday on Pirate Radio Live. Holt Nailers as well to recap a Saturday spring scrimmage. So we got all that and more coming your way on Pirate Radio Live. We're out of here. I might try to check some of this Shaq. Shaq about to take the stage soon, I guess. I might watch about five minutes of it, and then I got to head back to old Sampson County. 
all right have a safe trip thank you see you next fall what uh <laughs> cj what are you doing this weekend going to richmond oh, and duh duh i was just making conversation <laughs> stupid. i didn't really want to know have fun at the track let us know what happens take some pictures we'll take do. some vids i'll come back on tuesday and ask troy d if he knows who won the race <laughs> all right that's uh i'm gonna say he, he will not uh we'll see you fine folks monday three o'clock on pirate radio live have a great weekend so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation